to episode 85 of Floating Through Film. This week, we continue our Persan series with um, maybe two of his most popular movies. Probably. I think yeah, Manscaped is his most popular movie. Well. But then these but, two. Yeah, these two are like... Oh, at least those three. Um, Pickpocket and Al Hassard Balthazar. Um, but let me introduce myself, Danny, and my co-host, Blake. What's up? And Luke. Hello. So I guess, you know, how we start every one of these episodes is... Um, were these, like, your first two Persons, or... Uh, like, I think uh, well, Manscaped was my first persona, okay. as I said last episode. But we know it's not Blake's uh, first persona. Pickpocket was the first persona to like click with me, though. Okay, and like uh, okay, and, like I I, I I I like it helped me understand what <coughs> persona was, um, like what 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 he was like hit the idea of it. Okay, okay. Obviously, yeah. I'm not saying I like I was like I understood it or anything like like no, completely. No, I know, but like I get it. I saw the vision basically. We picked Starting to get in the style, kind of understand. The yeah, style. and then Alizar Balazar, I watched afterward. I love too, but I'll talk about the it clicked with me like so much even more on this watch. But what about you, Blake? Yeah, no, these are both for very, very good first watches. Honestly, oh, you, you, you haven't seen any of these? No, I hadn't seen oh, either first one of these. So. Both of these. Yeah, I'd never seen either one of these. Um, I especially love pick up pickpocket, which we'll get into. But I do like both of them a lot. I think. I thought I don't know if I was in the right mood for Alphazar Balthazar or not, like, Damn. or if there is a right mood. I don't know. It's so depressing. I, but <laughs> I actually have a point to bring that up when I talk about them when we do the overall. It's so it. depressing, but oh, okay. it is. But there's also like a sense of humor with it. Too. There is. There's certain scenes like with the Maybe. drunk guy. Everything yes. with the drunk guy is like yes. hilarious. Well, like, it's okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but well, it's it's not that. Yeah, he. that <laughs> moments for sure. Oh my god! But I mean, uh, and and just Balthazar too. Good boy. No, Balthazar has like a has like an attitude. He's definitely like, a good boy. No, but both these were both very, both yeah. very good. But okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I think before we get into the movies, you know, I said I was gonna have like a topic each week, yeah. and I think it'll be it'll it'll make sense that we're doing these movies with this topic too. But and I mentioned it last week. Um, so the topic I have this week is on Brisson's models or his use of acting actors, basically, which yeah. he would never use the word actors in the first place. But uh. Because so, I have a few different, like, directors on, like, what they think, like, his how he's trying to use his models and stuff, and so, um, but I want to ask you guys, like, what do you think, like, what what stands out about Prasad's acting or his use of models in the first place to you? If there, is there anything? Because I think it's one of his most influential things, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. you can see this in later movies, where there are certain directors you can tell, like, I mean, size obviously the one we just did, but, like, yeah. there's a lot of movies you can tell, like, just the unemotional aspect opens up a whole new world of acting, you know, if the face is unemotional, you know, but, um, I don't know, what do you guys think? What, yeah. what do you guys think? Um, they, they kind of, what, what, 
when like Prasan's like models, like I, I, I almost called them actors, um, yeah, but uh, they, they're like blank canvases to me in a way. Like I, I don't know if I'm said that correctly, but like oh, yeah. uh, they 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 it, yeah they they they're not trying to put on Oscar worthy performance. They're really just just in service of Brisson himself. That's what it feels like to me. Yes. Like there is no like th- th- there's no uh, emphasis on, on trying to. Uh, I guess create a performance. It's more just, you know, tr- tr- trying to uh, get the point across. Maybe is the right word to say, which not which I, I do really like. Like obviously, I I, could, I also love acting too. Like when it's used right, uh, but this I also really like too. I can I can appreciate all sides of it. But yeah, that's what I kind of noticed. Not, I think you nailed a lot of that. Like and I'll show you because uh, Michael Haneke, uh, he's one of the directors that wrote some really good stuff about this. I'll, I'll mention it a little bit on that. Is close to what you were saying, but like, what about you? Is there anything that stands out for you about? No, yeah, you kind of mentioned it already, but it is with uh, it's it's a lot like Sai with Kong, like with with Shao Kong, like um, just the way that it feels real, almost like like using I, like I know that we've said this before, but using not actors sometimes just makes things feel more real than yes. they would if it was if it was like someone that actually knew like went to acting went to acting school or had been like acting on on a stage or something like yeah. that yeah i think that's kind of what i was saying so, with like blank canvas yeah way. but also i i also thought i i should mention too the blank canvas part what i said also uh it, it allows you to project onto them as well yes. them being blank basically like which is a huge part of persona's that like filmmaking sound in the first place but it kind of just translates to the uh, acting as well yeah. No, yes, I like what you guys said. So, uh, I'll, I'll, if any anything comes up in your head while I'm talking, like just go ahead and interrupt me and see if any, because I'm sure the other thoughts will come up. But there's a few notes like from his uh, book that I want to read that, because he talks a lot about his models and then in his yeah. notes. So if you really want to understand, like, uh, yeah, I definitely read that book. But I'll read a few that I think like get his point across on what how the distinction he makes too between actors and models because he does see it. He doesn't even see actors as bad. He just says that's part of cinema, you know. Which is, okay. He doesn't say that. <laughs> so it's like basically implied that it's bad. Yeah. But he's, he's an outright. Well, that's the thing. Right. He says cinema is different than cinematography. That's okay. it. People should make the distinction. Okay. And that's like one of the central things. It's like we shouldn't just lump everything we see on a screen as the same. Okay. Okay. You know. I feel that. And uh, that's what people do. It's like as long as you see it on a screen, it's a movie. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter how it's made, really. But that, like that's kind of this whole thing. Is like it depends. It, it matters how it's made. Like how the images are actually put together versus what is cinematography versus cinema. And so I'll read you this first one that I really like. Quote, movement from exterior to the interior. And then he says actors are the reverse, movement from interior to the exterior. So does that okay. make sense? I kind of. You kind of see what Yeah, I, I see the So thing. like, if you think about an actor, so when he says actors movement from the interior to the exterior, the actor, he goes on to the stage or the camera and he displays an emotion. Yes. So it goes from interior to exterior. He displays uh, yeah. emotion. He's bringing it out. Yes, yes, yes. But he says cinematography is from movement from the exterior, which is just the model. Literally yes. just whatever is the outside, to the interior, yes. which is to you. To you, yes. yes. Okay. Which you feel. You know what I mean? And that's the type of distinction he makes. You know, so he, that's why he doesn't, he's trying to eliminate expression from the actor, right? Yeah. Because he wants you to feel that expression, not the actor first. Like, so that's why when you do feel that, if you do feel uh, like... When you're watching Lee Kong Chang and you feel that emotion yeah. that his face doesn't necessarily show, but he kind of has to show yeah. it just because like the environment situation is in. Yes, because like you feel yeah, because like in a lot of like uh, a lot of traditional movies, I feel like uh, a lot of the time like when 
performances are a bit too hammy. You feel like you're kind of just being emotionally manipulated. Oh yes, exactly. A lot of time. Like, exactly, and that's the whole thing. That's what he calls traps. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like that. That's what he says. Like that's, that's what he funny. calls a trap is emotionally. Yeah. Um, a film, and he's he admits even his own films do that, and that's why he's trying yeah. to break free from that as much as possible. But that's what he really sees a film is as a trap. It's something yeah. to emotionally manipulate you. Yes. Like like what's that famous uh, Ebert quote? Like uh, films are emotion machines or something like that or. Have you not heard that quote? No, I don't think I have. I'll have to look it up, but it's something. It's a it's a pretty famous Ebert quote. It's like, uh, are you saying that he agreed with him? It, it's a I kind of agree with that, but it, films are emotional vehicles or emotion machines or something. You know, like I'm looking up right now. They they they're, they're there to create emotion. Yeah. But they can do a very good job of manipulating you very easily. You know, like oh, yeah. all you have to do is introduce a dog on screen empathy and machine. kill it in the empathy, empathy machine. Yeah. Machines. Okay. But yeah, uh, like all you have to do is introduce a dog and kill it in the next scene, and all of a sudden you're you're hooked on Don Wick for four movies. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's it's not yeah you know, like. Uh, it, they, they're they're good at getting you emotionally involved in certain in traps that he would call them and stuff. And so we'll get to Balthazar, which is why it's so interesting. Is you almost feel like there's like these certain things, and all of a sudden the movie will go like a completely different direction. You know, even chase a different character all of a sudden. You know, yeah. like hit, like he doesn't want you to fall. He doesn't want as much as possible to avoid those kind of traps. Pickpocket's the same thing. You know, where it's like yeah. it's so much and so little as we're going to get to. Stick to the models. We'll. Uh, I have a few more, and I, uh. Okay, so here's another one. Model. Over his features, thoughts or feelings not materially expressed, rendered visible by intercommunication and interaction of two and several other images. So, same, same, same kind of things. Over his features, thoughts or feelings not materially expressed. So, the thought or feeling that you should feel from the act is from, you know, he's saying not from the actual expression, but it's from, like, the, emo- from the rhythm of the images. You know, yes. from the course of the film, you start to feel the, the feelings of what okay. the character's feeling, you know? Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. necessarily just from the actor acting it, Got it in yes. that one scene. Yes. You know? Uh, and then, I have, this one's kind of funny, because uh, I told you about his Napoleon uh, one he has. Uh, he has one about Napoleon, and I think it, it's kind of relevant for the movie coming soon, so, quote. <laughs> and he always uses the word X. He uses the X every time he's, like, talking about an actor or like a theater Wait, director uh, or something that <laughs> he just says X. Uh, that's so he says, uh, X is imitating Napoleon, whose nature was not to imitate. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of funny, but it's also, yeah. this is actually what he's trying to say though. It's like, uh, it's actually one of his central points is, the reason he uses model, because he says like a model is, that's who they are. You know? Yeah. That's why like, if you, that's why he likes non-actors, because that's, he's trying to get as close to the real person as possible. Yeah. Versus an actor who's imitating someone else. Yeah. So, uh, right. so Blake, looks like he's calling, uh, Danny and Brisson are calling out Ridley, Ridley Scott, your boy? Yeah, Ridley so, Scott. Your boy? Come on, what, what are you going to say? About Napoleon? Okay. About Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, especially with this Napoleon, he's probably going to be super theatrical and stuff, you know? Yeah, so, so, uh, I mean, Napoleon yeah, was a very theatrical man, as we know. So. <laughs> but his nature was not to imitate, you know? So, actor, all he can do is imitate. That's basically what Brisson is saying, you know? Yes. Uh, no, but I think that that's kind of funny too. So that's definitely my, my review if I don't like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, uh, yeah, that, you just gotta go in like arms crossed. Like I'm not enjoying this. Just like I'm not. That. That's like a bigger review. Like, like I wouldn't even blame you for doing that. Like I think I'll enjoy it, but I can tell it's gonna. You be could even good. use that though if you like like it. Like but yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like you can still use that. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. All right, but uh, I wanted to mention a couple. The the two directors I was talking about was Michael Haneke was the first one, and the Truffaut I wanted to mention too. Uh, so uh, Michael Haneke makes a few good points about like uh, his model so I'll read the hit the first quote quote uh, his actors are instead his actor quote instead he's a projection screen a blank sheet of paper whose sole task is to be filled with the viewer's thoughts and feelings 
That's basically what yes. you said. But the reason I want to break that up is because I don't know if you guys remember when we were talking about Shishu Ryu and uh, how Ozu used Ryu. And uh, what the quote Ryu said was, uh, Ozu taught him how to be a blank page or an empty page. Yeah. Which is exactly what, you know, one of my yeah. Hanukkah's ever persona's actors. So, like, yeah. that's why I see them very similar in a lot of ways. It's like, their actors are so, like, like uh, I think you mentioned that uh, Brasson review of Balthazar, how you said, like, the guy said he's, like, very rigid or, like, very technical and yes, stuff. Yes, yes, yeah. Because on the surface, it is very like that. You know, if you're not engaged in the rhythm of the images or, like, yeah. the interconnectedness of the images of both their movies, they can seem very just technical, yeah. you know, like too plastic almost but yeah and it's interesting you saying Ozu because uh, I'll talk about when we get to Balthazar but they're Balthazar reminded me of Ozu in some ways some okay. aspects of Balthazar no yeah you should bring that up for sure um, but okay because uh, the next thing Michael Haneke said that I want to point out was he said the two best example of Brisson's models are Balthazar and the knights and uh, Lancelot that we'll see we'll watch oh, next week not next it, week so. but in a couple weeks um, okay. And I'll read you a quote. I'll read you another quote from the notes to, to explain why. So, quote: No possible relations between an actor and a tree. The two belong to two different worlds. A stage tree simulates a real tree. Okay, wait. Let's say that again. Say that okay, again. I wasn't really. I was quote: thinking. No possible relations between an actor and a tree. The two belong to two different worlds. A stage tree simulates a real tree. Damn. It kind of I, like it's, it's, saying? it's saying the trees. And model, then you see right? what I'm saying with Michael Haneke says that's why the two best models in his movies are Balthazar. And the knights, because he says Balthazar obviously is an animal. Yeah. So an animal can't. I was, was going to bring right? that up. Like Balthazar is the same way a tree can't act. Yeah. Balthazar right? Lily is the perfect persona. Exactly. Oh yeah. And there's so oh, many right. good shots. Oh my god. There's so many good. But uh, <laughs> um, but the the knights. The reason he says the knights is the knights. And you'll see in the movie they're always wearing full armor. So you can't see their faces or anything. So like they're all basically they can't act. They're, you know, they're all out. the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what he's saying. Like uh, uh, the difference between acting and. And that's why I love Balthazar so much because it does prove his like model. Like Balthazar shows so much emotion. It's crazy. crazy. I, 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 like, uh... Uh, and there's almost like certain shots, and I guess we'll talk about them. But like, it feels like he's in, he knows he's in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to believe. It. Like, like, honestly, I, 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 yeah, I can he's like that. showing off for the camera almost. Like okay. when he's doing the math in the circle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like. Uh, like I don't want to like like obviously that might be a trick or whatever. Yeah. Or it's like, but, like yeah, I don't want to believe that. Donkeys and stuff, yeah. I don't want to believe know? that. Like yeah, I don't exactly. believe that. That's not doesn't fit my narrative. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same donkey, but I'm not sure. And then I want to read this quote because I think it's really interesting. And then I'll move to Truffaut because uh, it's it's kind of interesting what he like. It's it's something I've I've agreed with like when I see extremes in acting like you know the classic is like the Oscar video you know yeah. where like uh, where's my child yeah yeah you exactly. ba- my it's, boy. Like the, it's like the most dramatic scene in a, in a yeah. movie you know to show like how good they were at acting and stuff and so uh, I'll, I'll read the quote I bet my boy <laughs> <laughs> wait what is that what that's dearly blood I mean. oh okay yeah. yeah I mean okay exactly I don't really like yes. that movie but... damn alright alright anyway I don't want I don't want PTA that hater yeah PTA <laughs> well that's actually a justified just on, on this podcast anyway. yeah Dave's Day, like Dave's like even more PTA hater than me wait wait I've only hated one movie. But you like we talked you, about you, the you, Oscar speech you, in Magnolia though, like all those Oscar oh, speeches. There's like it's like every fucking shot. Yeah, every scene is one of those. Yeah, okay. God damn. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, look, guys, come on, let's let's. let's <laughs> no, but that's actually a good thing to bring up because it actually fits with this. So, uh, this is what Michael Haneke says. Quote: It had always struck me as obscene to watch an actor portray in dramatic fury someone suffering or dying. It robbed those who were truly suffering and dying of their last possession, the truth. And it robbed the viewers of its professional reproduction of their most precious possession of viewer, their imagination. 
They were forced in a humiliating perspective of a voyeur at the keyhole who has no choice but to feel what is being felt before him and think what is being thought. And it's like, basically what he's saying is like, it takes away the imagination of the actual sadness of a certain scene you're showing when like the actor's yeah. like overdoing it, you know, overhamming it up. Yeah. And like for Prasan, like that's why he's like going the extreme the other way. Like literally no acting, you know, because like, he's trying to be as natural as possible or yeah. true as possible. I, know, I think true is a better word. But I think it's kind of both, because I think both of you guys, I've heard you guys say it, uh, use the word automatic. I know uh, Blake used it last week. Uh, okay, yeah. Like, that's yeah. what Persona is trying to get at with a lot of his acting, too, is uh, he wants his models to feel like they're automatic movements. You know, they're not thinking when they're acting. Like, he literally has a quote uh, in his notes as, uh, quote, to your models, don't think what you're saying, don't think what you're doing. And also, don't think about what you say, don't think about what you do. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, you can see why, like... Uh, there are certain people that think he just hates actors. Yeah, you know, I say, yeah. Just like, oh, he hates the acting profession and stuff. Like, you know, <laughs> people, it's so funny. Every yeah. one of his interviews, you'll see like people will ask him that, like, you oh, hate really? actors. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't hate actors. Uh, <laughs> they're different. They're, they don't believe in they don't believe in blonde cinematography. You know. <laughs> okay, but I can see that maybe people saying like that. Like, like you tell like, actors, you know, don't think about what you say. Don't. Passive aggressive, like. Uh, dude, it's funny because uh, it was I think it was like a Mouchette, uh, like behind the scenes thing. They were interviewing a. Uh, this the drunkard in this in Balthazar. He's also in Michette. because okay. it's a very similar character. And they're interviewing him about like what he thinks about working with Prasanna. He's like, actress. There's no there's no intelligence in acting. Like, <laughs> he's like he says he's also like a oh, I forgot what it was like a, a blacksmith or something. Uh, okay. And he's like there's way more intelligence in what I do in that than in Damn. this. Uh, but he's like Prasanna is the one that uses intelligence when we're making movies. Like we just don't do anything. He's like he actually understands what Prasanna's going Damn. for. Okay. <laughs> Damn, that takes no intelligence, so that's hilarious, honestly. But, but that's what he's kind of want, like, like, that's kind of his point, though. Uh, I was, I was going to get to that, but um, that's kind of his point is, like, I, do you remember uh, the first quote I mentioned last week was, uh, Brisson's, like, whole goal was art was to make him feel like he does. Like, that's, he said that was one of his goals. And, like, one of his ideas is, is like, overthinking can be bad. And that's, like, yeah. one of the, that's, like, one of the central themes of Pickpocket. Like, we see this guy who's, like, uh, who thinks he's, like, a Superman, basically, like, an Ichi kind of character who's, like, uh, he thinks he's better than the rest of the world yeah, uh, yeah. kind of guy. And we see him, like, trying to overcome through thoughts, like, basically trying to overcome his problems. And by the end, he kind of just has to uh, basically sacrifice himself or give it up yeah. to, to realize, you know, salvation or however you, however you want to call it. But that's why he has, like, that's why Brisson believes in this whole, like, he wants the mo- he wants it to feel like they're almost like being driven by someone else, you know, like all his models are, and you can kind of see that in certain scenes of Pickpocket, like uh, Louis Malier is uh, someone else that wrote a lot about Brisson, and he makes the point like, if you watch Pickpocket closely, like the characters will look like they're being dragged by the camera, like the camera will, <laughs> the camera will like be in a spot like a, a frame or two before the cameras the characters get there, okay. you know, where normally you'll think a camera follows the character, yeah, you know. But over here, in, in like a lot of Brisson's movies, the character, the cameras are there first, followed by the characters. You know, almost yeah. like the camera knows what's about to happen, kind uh-huh. of. And it, it makes sense because like with Pickpocket, uh, he has this kind of like he feels like he's being watched the whole time. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he, he has. So like, it's kind of like the opposite of a documentary too, in a way. Because um, like documentaries, like the the camera doesn't know what's going, where things are going next, and. Yeah. Can no. contrast the cameras. I think uh, that's what's interesting about Brisson. He's trying to do both. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's weird. It's like, like, cause he wants it to feel like, cause if you think about the story in a Brisson movie or a narrative, especially if you haven't seen if you haven't seen the movie, and I was curious about Blake, like, 
you really don't know where it's going. Oh, yeah. Like, just because a certain thing happens, the complete opposite could happen in the next scene, like, almost randomly. You know, there's no, like, real logic. Like, for me, the... I don't know if you noticed that, Blake, if, if you think that's true or not. Like, No, I would say that's true. Okay. Especially how it's our Balthazar. Oh, Balthazar, for sure. Like, like, that one, it felt like we were following someone that just, like, would randomly... <laughs> like, or like, or, or, or like, or like, Balthazar would get stolen by a different character, yeah, and then we're just exactly. following them the rest of the, for, exactly. until the, until he gets stolen again. So, yeah, no, and uh, I was gonna, I'll just mention now because it's, it's like one of my favorite examples is like when the drunkard, so the, the the guy gives the Gerard character the like the menace basically or the the demon or whatever you want to call him. He comes and gives the um, the drunkard like the gun right before the police get there. Okay, yeah, and yeah. He's, like, oh tr- basically God. trying to tempt him. Like literally, he is like a demon, like trying to like. Yeah basically like a force of evil kind of in the movie yeah. trying to see what he's gonna do and yeah, you fact, like, and, you, the, and so he, the fact that you hear the gun click yeah. but there's no bullets in it so he just attempted murder and he but, goes back but then yeah and then he, he goes back and then the cop's like oh fuck not loaded so you know it's not that bad and then the next scene is him getting a bunch of money from an inheritance all of a sudden. Yeah. So now he's, like, super rich. Immediately after he attempted well, murder. Well, also, even, like, during yeah. that scene, too. No, I did. I did well, 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 even yeah. during that scene, he sees the cop. Like, he gets handed the gun. He sees the cops. But he puts it on his pillow and looks like he's, like, kind of, like, going to not do anything. No. And, and then, then in there, like, you and just then you see hear him. it. Yeah, you hear yeah. it first before. You're like, yeah, that's yeah, how you yeah. decided. Yeah. 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 It's like, uh, yeah. No. Okay. And so the other person I wanted to mention was uh, Truffaut. Because he made some interesting points, too. Um... So, I'll read the first thing. Quote, However, the actor's work in a Brisson film is beyond notions of correct or wrong. Their work essentially suggests a timelessness, a certain posture, a difficulty with the fact of existing, a quality of suffering. I think that's, like, a beautiful way to put Brisson's models. Like, because they are just almost like their own world in, like, a normal acting, kind of like, the way you would judge a normal actor, you know? Um, And that's why, like, uh, it's funny, because he says that Brisson said... So this was probably, I think Truffaut wrote this in like the 60s, and he said, uh, Brisson thinks in 20 years people will go to see movies to see how the actors played in those days. Damn. And he's like 100% true. Yeah. Like think about how every person thinks of an actor in the 60s now, let alone the 80s or something. Like yeah. they think about, there's a certain 80s style or whatever, like, that's yeah, how they act yeah. in the 80s. But like Brisson, like that's what he's saying. Brisson's is like timeless because it's just its own style. You know, yes. it's like out of that. It's not. It's out of that. It's, it's not, how people. It's not, act it's not in the bound 60s. to any time. Yeah, it's like it's not like bound by. This is how people act in the '60s, or this is how people yes. act in the '80s. You know, it's like it has just its own style. That's why, like, it's so easy to watch Large Jean and then Man Escape, and you're like, you can still see like very simple. Yeah. the acting style is exactly yeah. the same. Well, though, I do, I do like, uh, like, I do love like Golden Age Hollywood acting. Like, it's all very no, it's similar. Not bad, yeah. But, like, but it's I, a I certain like style, it. though. It is a style. But, yeah. And then like, but people that only watch modern movies, they'll say that's bad because it's dated. Yes. 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 Like, that's old acting versus now our progressive new acting or whatever. Progressive <laughs> <laughs> new acting. No, but that's how people see this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's just <laughs> funny when you say it. Like, no, it yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but that's kind of what he's saying, though. Like, acting ages just, like, because of the expressiveness, you know? And people, the way people view expression changes over time, so. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, this is a great one, too. Because I, I think this is this uh, a good distinction between what acting is and versus what models is. Um, so, quote. Between traditional directing and Brisson, there lies the same space as between dialogue and interior monologue. So if you think about Brisson's models, the reason why he doesn't want acting because he wants it to feel like interior monologue is what you're watching. You know, okay. you're you're getting the feeling of why a character's actually doing what they're doing as best as you can. You know, versus a normal actor is like it kind of would distract, distract you, kind of from. Or are you saying like it would distract? Brisson you? would say that maybe. But, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't necessarily distracting me by the right word, but. 
there's a certain expression. You're seeing an interpretation already, okay. right? You're seeing an interpretation of an actor expressing some other person, you know? Instead of you being like, that's directly my, how I would see it, you okay. know? Like, there are certain moments, uh, and obviously we're going to, I feel like we're going to mention Psylocke because we just did him, and he has like some of these stylistic elements of persona. But like, there's certain moments where like, Sy- like Lee Kong Shang's character physically doesn't react at all, but you just feel it. You know, yeah. you feel, like, everything that you're supposed to feel in that moment. Yeah. Where necessarily, like, let's say he did have a normal reaction. It would just be, like, a normal reaction. Like, it would be a normal okay. acting reaction, you know, yeah. versus the non-reaction almost makes you feel it way more just because it's, like, all that. you feeling it, you know? Yes, and okay. You're way more in the moment. And, like, the reason for this is, like, uh, I'll probably mention it maybe next week. I'll get more into this aspect. The, the reason why, uh, like, you have to see Brisson's whole style and you can't even just take the models out of it is... The models is only one aspect, right? So, like, let's say he is taking the expression out of the actors. So then where are you supposed to get the feeling from, right? And that comes from basically everything else. Like, the sound. How does the image look? How does the rhythm yes, of the different images? Yes. And if you think about Sai, it's the very same way. You know, like, we've talked about so often how he uses sound in certain scenes. Or, like, yeah. his all of a sudden, like, harsh cuts are, like, a new scene where it's, like, jagged. It just jars you all of a sudden. Just stuff like that. It's, like, different ways to create emotion that only cinema can do. Versus, you know, acting, which is very theatrical, like, you know, I said, is, uh, also, it's a different way to create motion, but it's, for Brisson, kind of lazy, you know? Like, yeah. oh, just have the actor do it, we'll just write yeah. something to the actor. <laughs> you know, it's like a very yeah. ex- expeditionary, but, I don't know, what do you guys think about that? Is there any thoughts that come to your mind when I say I, that? Honestly, I don't know. No, I get what you're saying, like, I think there's a happy medium, because there are, there are obviously actors that we all love. And we love it whenever they whenever they perform yes. like emotional performances. But is there any is there any you would say to Prasanna like what about this? And you would say like this is why you're wrong or something. Say um, Prasanna, we'll have you we'll have you wa- have you watched I the mean, Hong Kong New Wave? <laughs> I mean, like we'll, we'll get to Casavetti's and like kind of like Casavetti's side of this. Yeah, it's just there are a like, lot of there are a lot of like especially actor directors. Those are good ones yes, too. Like, that understand the actors more. I feel like, like and honestly, I could see I that know. kind of. Uh, so, what do you think about like Chaplin? Where, what do you think Chaplin kind of? Well, it's funny. Did I mention that Bertolucci quote? Yes. I'll read it again. I'll read it again. Case people haven't heard it, so um, I'll just read it. Bertolucci asked Brisson, "Did he have any favorite movies?" Um, and then Brisson said, "Quote." He looked away and said, "None." And then, with tremendous sense of accuracy, he corrected himself. Maybe some shots of Chaplin, but when Chaplin doesn't act. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a great line, but like, uh, I, it's funny. I, I think when he says act, because I, I know he loves silent movies, and uh, especially the way like silent movies expressed yeah. emotion. Um, but I don't know. What, what do you think he means by that? I still don't know 100. Yeah, I don't means, know. But I think, but I think what he means is like, there are certain a lot of Chaplin moments, especially even in the silent movies. Where he's very efficient in how he tells. The I was really just about to say forward. that because all yeah. our Balthazar are there was very. I, I kind of. Okay. That's a shot No, because I even put it in my notes. Too, yeah, uh, so. Like at the beginning of Balthazar, uh, it just. It shows a shot of like the chain that Balthazar's chained to, and it says a few years pass. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh my and god. And if you yeah. remember Verdu, he does that with the train too. He like shows the train moving. Like, well, yeah, I was gonna. Back. I was so, gonna like, every time yeah. he just wants to go to a new place, all he does has yeah. just one shot of the train track moving, and that's all. But you I was gonna say, I also love that because it's like uh, I just love how he didn't actually like. Usually, if movies would say like five years has passed or whatever, it just it doesn't even matter how many years have passed. But and I was gonna bring that up when we talk about. No, no, that's true. It just oh, says he doesn't years. know. Yeah. No, it just says years pass. Like the time just. It's just donkey time. 
in the <laughs> right thing. Donkey doesn't know. Donkey doesn't know years. <laughs> no, that's true though. That's true. Uh, there's a couple minor points I wanted to make, like uh, Haroon Faraki. I think I mentioned him last week. Uh, he mentions how basically when Brasant's actors or his models aren't moving, they're in like a, a zero position. So like hit their arms always like three fourths to the side. Just like almost like a robot, almost you know, like unless they're engaged actively in the plot, they're kind of just standing on the side, yeah. their sides. And because uh, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna what I'm gonna use for the introduction introduction picture on YouTube this week is actually a painting that Brisson really liked, uh, and I forgot who it was by, but actually I'll find it real quick. But Brisson really liked this painting, and you'll see you'll see why. Because in the in the painting, it's just this main guy. And he's standing at this zero position that I'm talking about. And then you'll see in the in the corner, there's like this donkey's head appearing at the corner. <laughs> Damn. And it looks very much like Balthazar. Damn. Uh, just like one eye. And you'll see, remember all the eye shots in this movie of Balthazar? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hot, oh, dude. Honestly, he's so good at filming eyes. I asked him for that. too. Like, there's some amazing shots of uh, Michelle. Just well, like, yeah, Michelle, well, his, the actor's eyes in general oh, are like, just amazing. It's 100% why he cast him. Oh, just, like, yeah, the, that, yeah, yeah. that kind of stare he has. When he's yeah, it's like unforgettable. Something. Yeah, like, that's literally probably the only reason he cast him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, too. Like, <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know if he said that. I don't know if he ever said that. Also, I like his stance a lot. Like, his posture. Uh, like Michelle's, Michelle's posture? Michelle's posture. Yeah, it's, like, it's I'm, a very, I'm like... showing uh, Luke right now, this guy. <laughs> Where's the, the donkey? Where's the donkey? And then he's very small in this corner right there. See him? See that eye? Okay, I, it'll be bigger yeah. in the YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, also, I'm, like, leaning over a lot. I'm, like, uh, it's kind of hard to see. Oh, but the painter... The painting... The painter is John Antoine Watteau. Um, Fire name. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, Why did my parents name me that? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, that's pretty much all I had. Actually, actually, never mind. No, no, there's one more thing I wanted to say. I'm sorry about his models because I mentioned at the beginning how like, uh, Brisson's like models kind of feel like they're being driven by someone else you know like they're not being driven by themselves so that's how he yeah. wants to feel you know like they're not thinking for themselves really um bruce elder who's a experimental director that i've never seen but wrote like a really good essay on brisson that i've been like going back to for this for the series um he said the explanation for brisson's deadpan characters is it highlights a person's self-understanding and i think that's kind of like what brisson is trying to say is like He's obviously, especially with Balthazar, he's really making this connection, like, between Balthazar and Marie is, uh, they're kind of the same in a lot of ways, and what makes Marie worse is she thinks she has free will, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And that's oh, almost, sure. that's why it's, she's experiencing pain more than Balthazar does, yeah. even though they're experiencing they're basically parallel. the same world. No, it's they're parallel. parallel. Yes. It's parallel. Oh, they're definitely parallel, but she actually has it worse because she thinks she has free will. Yeah. You know, oh, that's what the kind of point Prasant's making. And that's, uh, like I said, like, uh, Persona's trying to highlight how a person has less self-understanding than they really do. You know, like, when they try to exert self-understanding, it's almost when they they falter, when they ha they cause pain. Like, look at Pickpocket. Like, all Pickpocket's about him, like, trying to assert his own power in a different way. You know, like, um... Yeah. And well, in Pickpocket, it feels like, like he doesn't have a choice, like you said, because he's got, like, it's like the spirit of, like... I can do it, yes. so I want to do it's it, that and I'm going kind to do of will it. Yeah, because <laughs> you've read *Crime and Punishment*, right? Yeah, uh, that's where he got the beginning of *Crime Pickpocket* from. Is from *Crime and Punishment*. Okay. Is a uh, basic *Crime and Punishment* starts with the I forgot his name, uh, but mainly the Dostoevsky yeah. you know, character, main guy. Uh, he basically has this like idea of I'm bet like I, he wants to commit a murder because he's better than the rest of humanity. 
Um, and okay, have you guys seen Rope? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, oh damn, you guys, because literally Rope is about the same thing. Yeah. They literally say that at the beginning, and how they're they're literally giving the same argument that Michelle gives. It's like we're better than the common man. Yeah. That's why we're doing this. You know, we actually have courage to do it, and other people just talk. Like he literally writes in the journal the same thing. I was like, those two movies would be interesting to watch together. Um, yeah. uh, but which I think um, actually just for some reason I uh, I read this week that uh, Lav Diaz has done an adaptation of Crime Punishment, but it's like a Lav Diaz. So style. it's long as fuck. Yeah, like really slow. Like which one is it? Uh, I think it's like North. Is it Norta End of History? I think that's might be. The oh, I know. I know which one he's talking about. It's like it's one of the first. Oh, really? Probably. That's a Crime and Punishment. I think I so. I know that movie. I didn't know that was Crime and Punishment. Uh, I've only seen one. I think it's this one. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, because Duskowski is the original writer, yeah. Uh, Norte, The End of History. 250 minutes. That's actually short for him, honestly, okay. so. Yeah, honestly, yeah, actually isn't too. <laughs> I do want, like, it, it's definitely something I'll have to be like, okay, I'm watching Lap Diaz this year. Yeah, yeah, you have to, like, really, like, commit to really it. Commit yeah, to it's, it. It's, a, it's a definitely a league, because I haven't Maybe seen it. Maybe just one year, honestly. Even. One year. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Because, wait, how, like, ev- the evolution of a Filipino family. That one looks amazing. 647 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched The Halt, and that one's 282 minutes, so that's the only Lop Diaz I've seen. The Halt. It's like one of his... It's it's a sci-fi movie, but it's a oh, Lop Diaz okay. way of doing sci-fi, so... Alright. It's like Tarkovsky-esque or something? Or... Maybe a little bit. Not like... I wouldn't say that, honestly. I remember it just being very minimalist, so... Which I guess you could say is a Tarkovsky thing, yeah, for yeah. sure. No. He's minimalist in some ways. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but to get back to uh, kind of these final points is, uh, he says, like, uh, basically, and especially with Pipoc, I think this is true, it bears out, that in Brisson's films, self-awareness can be a burden. I think that's a really good point. Like, uh, he even calls it in his notes or something like, I think I read that quote last week, but he calls the, like, the cripp- he calls the intelligence crippling, basically, like, yeah. basically being in your head too much kind of, like, can get away from moving naturally, you know, in the world almost. Uh, and that's why he says he likes the camera so much because you kind of have to get out of your head when you're shooting, like literally when you're filming something. Um, and that's why I said it's it's interesting. Rosanna has like that kind of perfect godlike framing aspect to him, but he also has that very documentary. Yeah. Like he wants to feel like he's filming like on the spot, like instantaneously yeah. almost. Like he kind of has both aspects. Or just to him. filming real life, I guess. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah, he wants it to feel like that anyway. Uh, and then the last point I wanted to make because I think it's a really good point. Uh, in terms of models, and I kind of made it earlier, but uh, Bruce Helter makes it well. Makes it well. It's like, because if you think about a normal acting scene, um, or with a movie with normal actors, like there's going to be two main leads, and they're going to take you through the movie. Their their journey is going to take you through the movie. Most people are watching uh, how the narrative moves through their their two emotions, right? Those characters' yeah. emotions. That's how they're understanding what's going on. So if they're happy, we're happy. If they're, you know, in intense struggle, we're in a tense struggle kind of thing. You know, we're, we're identifying with them. But because in Brisson's models, there's no emotional, like, uh, what he says is they're not emotional vectors. Yeah. They're not, they're, their emotion is not the ones drawing us to scenes. Instead, there has to be other things, like I said earlier, instead drawing us from scene to scene, right? There's other things keeping us involved. Yeah. And uh, what he says is those other things keeping us involved are is actually way more mysterious, because 
it's not just the character's emotions. You know, it's almost like what, like that's why, like I think I mentioned last week how I I knew I liked Brisson's movie, but I didn't know why I liked it. So it was almost like I didn't like it. You <laughs> yeah, know, like, okay. I, like you know, I was like I kind of <laughs> liked it, but. Uh, like, it's not, like, a normal movie, so did I even really like it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it was kind of boring, but once you get more into it, it's, like, it is kind of mysterious why you like the kind of just rhythm, you know? It's, like, almost like, yeah. why do you like a certain song when you hear it the first time? Yeah, it's all it's just, like, like, I like the hearing of it. And then yeah, when you like, listen to it more and more, and then you start really getting into it, yes, like, why you yes, like it. But the first yes. time you watch it, it's, like, it should be that I just like the feeling of it. Yes. And that's why exactly. I love about Brisson more than anything else, you know? Oh, and that's yeah. why it's, like... That's why, like, the more I've studied Persona, the more I hate the kind of acting, where it's like, I can just, I can just tell, like, it's just too easy, you know, where it's like, there's two leads in a movie, and we're, we're just being drawn, like, we're just being drawn th- through their emotions throughout it. So is it really and Michael the, Bay for you, or? Michael Bay's not like that at all. That's what people complain about, like, his movie, <laughs> Sad Bad Acting. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. dude, that, Michael Bay has true cinematographic cinema <laughs> cinema writing, you know? Uh, Brisson, I, I, I'm I would, sorry for bringing this up. Uh, I would have yeah, loved to watch Brisson watch a Michael Bay movie, though. I think you would have liked one. I think you would have liked it. Because you guys read my for, for uh, what he said yeah, for, yeah, your, yeah, yeah, for yeah, your eyes yeah, only, yeah. right? Yeah. I shouldn't have brought this up. Why did I bring this up? He would have liked it. He would have liked it. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, that's basically what I had on his models. Like, I'm sure we'll get into uh, like basically his use of models, obviously, throughout these movies. But um, We'll go into Pickpocket first. What do you guys think about Pickpocket specifically? Um, I mean, as I said before, like, Pickpocket was the first person to really click with me. Like, it immediately came one of my favorite movies. And, I mean, like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's still amazing to me. Like, really just, like, it always shocks me when I uh, go back, like, uh, think about this movie. Because, like, I still just can't believe it's 75 minutes. Like, that's, like, it's honestly it's so insane. It's awesome. Like, an hour, like... I'm, is there like <laughs> uh, it's like hour fifteen minutes like how, how it's amazing dude no, no film like packs this much into this little it's it's like this this is this is like this this film might be the definition of like doing a lot with with uh, so little honestly um, and really just like what like really what struck me like what connected me really for this movie is just like all the scenes of like the pickpocketing it's just it's oh, so yeah. like I think was it Linklater that described it as like erotic. Like uh, oh, a lot of people uh, described as erotic. So, oh, it's yeah. so he's good. not the like, first, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 he, he's the first one that got in my mind, basically. Oh, like, dude, I think I'll read it somewhere. But P.M. Sydney, uh, one of the uh, writers I've been mentioning, he makes a he makes that point too. Like, well, I guess I'll mention now. Like, remember the guy that first teaches him? Yeah. If you remember how he's standing like at his apartment, uh, the first time he sees him and he starts following him. Okay. Um, He's making a point, like, basically in, Fr- in a lot of cities, probably, but definitely French, uh, Paris in the, this is, what, late 50s? Yeah. Like, there was a lot of cruisers and stuff, I guess, in the gay community okay. and stuff. So, basically, he's, Brisson is making that reference, yeah. kind of. I find this, so, like, that's yeah. why, like, he is making that reference between, yeah. like, it's supposed to be very erotic. Yeah, I, I find this movie very romantic, honestly, now. Like, like you'll have to, oh, how so? How so? Just, uh. Romantic. All the between, scenes of that. Like, how they end up together? Yeah, and then also that ending, too. I just, it also is just, it's, it's so moving to me as well. Because I mean, um, uh, it's funny you say romantic. Because I think the f- would you would you say this movie is about two characters or about one? I mean, he kind of. I mean, it's about. It's like it's like because it's not about two characters ending up together. No, it kind of is. No, it kind of because he does. He states from the beginning like this is the the meeting of two Maybe. souls. Exactly. Is, that's what so I was it is say, kind of about two people. Yeah. Because the reason that's the other crime and punishment uh, reference is. This ending is supposed to be the ending of Crime and Punishment too. If you remember the end of Crime and Punishment, he gets sent away to Siberia, and Sonia yeah. 
the girl that's basically been in love with him, and we don't really understand why she follows him there. Uh, yeah. And it's almost a very, it's a very parallel ending to where like she's like writing him in prison and stuff, and he like doesn't want to talk to her, but then he kind of still does. And uh, basically, you know, it ends very similar to this. And we'll get to that, but yeah, it's such a moving ending. Like that, but that, I think that's kind of the, like it almost doesn't. It, do, it is. I think it's about pickpocketing, but it's about like why does a person go to pickpocketing, you know? Yeah. And then why does a person turn to love at the end anyway? Uh, Honestly, but, I, 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 and just, I won't go into like why I make this observation, but like, uh, I think Demi took a lot uh, from this with Bay of Angels. Specifically, because okay. he uses kind of he. It's a romance story between two people with gambling as like the. He uses gambling as kind of like how pickpocketing is in this movie as like kind of the meaning of these two souls, and he equates like gambling, falling into a gambling addiction with a falling in love. Basically, okay. You need to watch Bay of Angels. You, you got me. You got me intrigued. Okay. You got me intrigued. But, but like, yeah. is there anything that comes to your mind? I don't think you said. No. That. Yeah. So like, the first two words that came to my mind were smooth and sexy because that's how it is. <laughs> honestly, smooth, yeah, smooth. It, it is. Well, I'm glad you say smooth because remember the note i read last one of his notes is um yeah i think he says something like instead of the high relief of theater uh focus on the smoothness of cinematography so like yeah. that's literally what he's going for is a certain smoothness yeah, and it worked and, uh, <laughs> and, i mean it works for sure in this movie but it's also i mean it also is very sexy and i, and I mean sexy in terms of just like the way everything's done like, <laughs> like no, all the movements are, dude. It's, yeah, like it's yeah. so. It's just and, and that and like that's why it's like effortless too. Like it's too, just yeah. effortless. That's a, that's a, yeah. It's just a really good way to say it. Like oh, it's just no. it's so nice to watch. No, exactly. It's very pleasant on the eyes. Like <laughs> it is. Yeah, there's some. Else, it's also like oh, very yeah. fast paced. Like I always like. I kind of yes. Yeah, yes. it's kind of crazy. Like. He just uh, goes to, in, through the store like blazing. Like speed. it makes it makes total sense why there was a rise in pickpocketing after you watched after like this movie came well, yeah, out. Yeah, it was it was banned in Finland oh, really? for till like sixty five. What? Because Damn. because like apparently this the pickpocket used like uh, real techniques. Real techniques. Oh, and, oh I mean yeah. that's obvious. Obviously, like, 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 you know what's on it. Because there's that book in the movie that Barry. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You whatever, know, right? Brazan's read yeah. that book. Yeah. that book. Uh, no, and apparently they had a pickpocket on set, like, going through everything. <laughs> like, that's uh, well, that's the same with the man that escaped, man escaped. And the reason I bring that up is, because, um, in, 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 like, Brasson's movies are never about one thing. So they can kind of be about things. Like, they can be about a pickpocket if you want, like, and that's all you can focus on. Like, because a lot of times, honestly, the first few times I've watched it, I've kind of, like, hated the love ending, really. I thought it was, just, like, kind of cheap, really, for Brasson, especially. I wouldn't say cheap, um, but I would also say I didn't understand why. He no, exactly. But to me, that's why the first that's, times. That's what I should have said instead of cheap. Yeah. It's like not understand, but like, which is why I didn't like it as much as some, maybe some other persons. Um, but watching it this time, I can see why he made it so sudden. Because like yeah. that's his belief in love. Like it has to be sudden. Oh, almost, and also, just know? like okay, we'll talk, we'll talk when we get to it. We'll but talk. like, but like uh, the kind of like initial like like uh, her visiting two times and what he does with that too. Like each. Uh, like okay, yes. Because yes, she visits okay. the first time and she like then it like, yes, oh, yes, that, yes, exactly. Uh, yes, that's like the huge moment in the movie, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to read a couple of people before we get into the movie specifically. A couple. Uh, first, like I remember I mentioned Simone Bay last week. She was she was like a philosopher um, around like the mid nineteen hundreds. And she also wrote in, like, aphorisms, too, because uh, they were both inspired by Pascal a lot. And she has quotes from, she has quotes from, like, that fit both movies perfectly, so I was going to read them for both. So I'll, I'll start with the one for Big Bug, and I'll save the one for Balthazar. Um, so, uh, quote, habit, skill, a transference of the consci- consciousness into an object other than the body itself. May this object be the universe, the season, the sun, the stars. And you can kind of see that's what Pickpocket is about. It's like, 
he's trying to get his out of his mind and transferring that consciousness first into pickpocketing, you know, into where yeah. all of his actions is pickpocketing, and then finally the end of the movie, you know, into Jan or, or Love, you could say. Yes. Um, but I wanted to read, uh, I wanted to mention a few things that Louis Malier says, says said about the movie. Um, so first he said, mm-hmm. uh, he calls it one of the four or five great dates in cinema history. And he called all of Brisson's movies before this, like, basically, like, exercises or warm-ups. <laughs> and, like, the reason he used for that was because uh, apparently Brisson... Uh, conceived of the movie, shot, edited it in 10 months. Well, did, uh, did, did, didn't him and uh, Godard yeah, run into each other, each other yeah, uh, while they were yeah. both shooting this movie? Yeah, like, this was basically like a film, like a French New Wave movie. Like, damn, it was filmed like a Godard movie. Basically, all in under a year, he made it. Yeah. Um, and he's like basically like proving like Brisson had mastered his method at this point, and all he had to do was like, <laughs> act. Uh, okay. I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Uh, but then I think the reason why the movie feels so fast, and 75 minutes proves that, is like, it really is in some ways like, it it does prove what Malier was saying because it feels like literally only what's essential. Uh, yeah. Paul Strader, I mean, Paul Strader worships this movie. We, we should mention him. He's like the number one fanboy. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, he, he, I think he said on his Facebook page, like he called it the ground zero cinema. Okay. I like that. I like that phrasing. Honestly. Yes. Yes. Um, but the reason why I was saying, uh, Damn, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, it's like, only what's essential, basically. Like, this one really feels like that. Even though all his movies still feel like that, but, like, yeah. this one really feels like that. And uh, I want to read this quote from uh, Malier. So, quote, In Pickpocket, there's no more anecdote that is pretext foreign to the real subject of the film. More often than not, that hides it. What producers call a good subject, a good story, with psychology throw-in, uh, dramatic prog- progression, etc. <laughs> so, if you think about it, all that stuff is really not in the movie. Like, yeah. uh, PM, Sydney, Sydney makes this point, but, like, uh, at the end of Pickpocket, when he's like at the exact same racetrack. Yes. Oh. If you think about it, there's like literally he's learned nothing almost. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He's like, and, oh, and maybe the, I can get away with it again. And the, and the, you know? and the fact yeah. that that when he grabs the money, all you see is the hand. They take yes. away the ca- like, just yep. immediately get handcuffed and then, him. Immediately, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's like throughout the whole movie. Oh. But yeah. I'm just saying in terms of just narrative progression, you think like, oh, maybe like in a normal movie, if he was at the racetrack again, he would have learned something. You know, like yeah. he actually knows the guys after him or something. But it's like he literally hasn't learned really much. Uh, and we just missed like a whole year or two of him like away in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a different city. Out like, bro, now. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's funny because, and then uh, another thing Louis Malier says is he, he calls this movie a parable, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, like, or like he calls it an allegory or parable. And I think the movie makes more sense when you view it that way instead of like a straight story with like real characters. Yeah. You know, it kind of feels like. Um, especially, I mean, I mean, we all grew up Christian, so we definitely heard parables yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and stuff. But, like, if you think about the parables in those stories, like, the characters aren't supposed to be, like, real people, you know? Like, they're, like, types, almost, in, in the parables. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of how this movie feels. Like, um, and Balthazar feels that way, too, like, when I was mentioning Gerard as, like, the force of evil. But yeah. it does feel like, uh, in this movie, too, like, he's being, uh, like, moved by forces, like, good and evil, almost. Uh, less so than just, like, real people in real situations, in certain cases, anyway. Um, and then one more thing Louis Malier says is because I mentioned uh, Pascal and so uh, I'll just read the quote so he says quote the construction of pickpocket reread Pascal and then he quotes Pascal as what a chimera uh, then is a man if he praises himself I humiliate him if he humiliates himself I praise him and contradict him always until he understands I was like damn that's a, that's a good quote for a pickpocket because okay. it's kind of like uh, I, I mentioned earlier how it feels like, especially in this movie, is the most so, but a lot of Brisson's movies, where it feels like the characters hate being watched. You know, like they feel like they're being watched, but they hate it. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
And this one's like the most, the most so it feels like the movie's actually contradicting uh, Michelle at every point, you know, like literally like, uh, like it's one of the saddest moments of the movie, but in this time, like one of the, it gets the point across the most is like when Michelle has been like pickpocketing and he like knows he's doing something wrong. And then he sees like the letter from uh, GM that his mother is sick and he's like, oh fuck, like she might be dead. And then she, he goes over there and she's alive and he's like, oh, thank God. And then she's. Uh, the mom's like, I'm not gonna be here long. Yeah. And he's like, he can't accept it. Like he's like, he's like almost like rejecting it. He's like, no, you'll be okay. The doctor even said so. And he looks at Jeanne, and Jeanne's like, she just doesn't say anything. Like she, she already knows. And then it cuts immediately to them at the funeral. Like yeah. no mercy, you know. Like, uh, like literally, like the character's like, okay, like this pride now she's gonna die, you know. Yeah. Like, like direct. Almost like it is, has to be from God, you know. It's not even like a normal like. Let's make it realistic first or anything. That happens in Balthazar too. So, uh, whenever the dad dies or whatever. Yeah. Because <laughs> he just like, like I remember it's like the it's priest like, goes in there. He says you'll be okay, and he starts reading passages, and like the mom walks in, he's like folds his hands over, and I was like, okay, he's dead. Like, <laughs> immediately. But you haven't really given your thoughts on the like your um, like on pickpocket. Yeah. Do you, do you love the movie? I do love the movie, okay, obviously. Okay, yeah. He uh, hates it. Yeah, yeah. I guess, <laughs> oh, after all you said, yeah. We're about to get into the movie. We're about to get into the movie. This movie fucking sucks. But, um, I guess the one thing I'll say is, this, this time, what sticks out is, remember how we watched uh, Man Escaped when we described it as a process movie? Yeah. And that movie is, I remember Blake, uh, I think it was Blake's, one of you guys said it was like, Hey, at least this one was like optimistic a little bit because Brasan's usually like <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. a pessimistic director, and you're like, oh, you're like kind of like this oh, one's optimistic, yeah, yeah this one's hope. hopeful, and because I think the Pickpocket's a very similar type of process movie in some ways. Yeah, but it's almost about Brasan is being very honest about a process doesn't necessarily mean it's good. You know, you oh, can get involved in a process and lead you down a, a path, a, a bad path too, and it can still feel fun and exciting while you're doing it, and that's kind of what Pickpocket is almost. That's why it feels like fun and exciting. But you can tell he's still going down the wrong path. Yeah. Especially since there are certain scenes, especially this time realizing where uh, you can tell like Brisson doesn't think the character's up for it. You know, like okay. he he doesn't think he's a good pickpocket. Okay. Like he shouldn't yeah. be doing this basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and even the the guy like the character says like it's hard to say because it's I guess it is flashback or when he comments, but he says a couple times like I got lucky there. You know, oh yeah, uh, like when he should have got caught. Like the first time he does it, he's like, "I got lucky, but I was excited or something." Yeah. Basically implying like he shouldn't have been doing. You know, he just lucky. He got lucky a few times, but uh, um, that's. I think my fa- main point of this movie is uh, what sticks out the most is like a process doesn't necessarily mean a good thing, you know, yeah. but it can still be exciting. I think it's my coffee machine. I turn it off. Okay. Alright, I just turned off my coffee machine. <laughs> and uh, I think we can we just start into... Uh, we we'll get into Pickpocket. Beep. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, we'll get into Pickpocket now. Uh, it starts with that... Uh, uh, what's that called? A scroll. What's that yes. called? Pre- Opening credits. Prelude. Opening credits? Uh, why am I forgetting that? It's more like called? a prelude, I think. A, uh, a credit scroll. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I'll read it. I guess I'll, I'll read it. Uh, using image and sound, the filmmaker strives to express the nightmare of a young man whose weaknesses lead him to commit acts of theft for which nothing destined him. However, this adventure and the strange, strange paths it takes brings together two souls that may otherwise never have met. Which, damn. <laughs> you choke okay. it up? Yeah. Yeah. Just choke it up. <laughs> uh, Already. But I do think Dude, that... It's beautiful. That, it's a beautiful... It is beautiful because it also describes like kind of Brisson's idea or philosophy, right? Like... 
we don't know the paths that lead us to places basically yeah they're always unknown in some in some sense you know even yes. if we plan everything there's still going to be unexpected things um but that's why uh i thought blake's response was interesting when he said uh it's a movie just about pickpocketing and not about the. <laughs> You're just gonna the, get roasted. that man. It's, funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I, I wasn't focused on that. <laughs> no, but exactly. It's very, you could say rushed, but I don't think it's rushed. But yeah. uh, you could say so because of how quick that ending is versus the whole movie which is about pickpocketing. I mean if you're talking about people finding each other you found the love of pickpocketing that's what you found in this movie in <laughs> She is pickpocketing. Yeah. Because it is like I like maybe if, whenever I watch it again I'll, I'll get the love story more and I'll understand why it actually ended on the love on the love story but I do like what you said like it's kind of like he had like this love of pickpocketing is kind of what led him to this point in his life and the only only real love could like bring him out of it almost yep. so yeah or because the, like it uh, is like obviously like there's an allure to pickpocketing obviously yes. or to just oh, any yeah. t- any type of crime like that's all of cinema shown that and like just all of time all of, all of human all of human humanity has shown that but yeah. I don't know no uh, love is the only way to pull you through apparently <laughs> especially uh, I think what he's because uh, there's a certain thing what he's saying there is that he loves Jeanne and he also loves pickpocketing I think there's a certain sense where those are in some ways the same. You know, he yeah. shows that same kind of passion. But I think what the difference is, and I think why the ending kind of hit more for me this time, is especially, like, hearing the whole, like, kind of Nietzschean philosophy he has towards the beginning, and he keeps making towards the cop of, like, uh, you know, like, there are certain Superman that, Superman that should be able to do things other people don't, and that kind of belief um, that he has. I think why the ending is so significant is, like, it's it's almost realizing that you kind of... You can't, there is no such thing as Superman in this world, you know, because we're, like, all too interrelated with each other. Yeah. And I think uh, Balthazar makes that point even more, like, uh, with Ma- Marie's ending, where she kind of, like, accepts that fact. But I think that's what this movie is about, too, is, like, him coming to that realization that one man can't do it all by himself. You know, you kind of have to have other people. You have to love others, too. Um, and that's what GN does the whole time. And it's, like... You'll see this kind of you'll see this kind of love in other Brazilian movies too, and it's almost negative. Where like, you'll see especially with a lot of women characters or older women especially, where like they'll love a male, a male character and you don't know why, and the male character is even bad or like wrong to them and they still yeah. love them and it's never explained. It just but you do see that in the world all over the place, right? Like people, yeah. that, people that love people that don't deserve it, you know? Yeah. And uh, Michelle's almost the, Michelle's that character just like asking why, you know, like. Uh, like he wants it to be more logical like why can't love be more logical why can't yeah. it be more like just pickpocketing it's just so simple like yeah. as long as I get away with it but I think for Prasan like true love is way more mysterious than that like the fact that I think in this time too Jeanne is also way more kind of like mysterious than I had first given her credit because it's like she decides to have a kid uh, out of wedlock but she doesn't want to be with the guy that I think she had the kid with yeah and she still she never explains why she likes Michelle in the first place, but she's just yeah, drawn to him. Kind of happy, yeah, yeah, drawn to. It. But that's how love is a lot of cases, right? You don't have to, you don't really, you can't really explain why you're drawn to a certain person or yeah. a certain thing you want, really. But yeah, uh, but yeah, to, uh, yeah, that's basically the opening. And I do want to mention how uh, P. Adams, and I want to see if you guys agree with this because uh, P. Adams Sydney said this is like the first movie where Brisson truly uh, refuses total identification with any of his characters. Because he says, like, with Fontaine, we still kind of identify with him. Like, we're on his journey with him, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then also with the priest and the Ivory Country priest, maybe we don't identify with him totally, but we still feel kind of pity for him. Yeah. You know? 
But he says this is the first movie where we don't really feel pity or identification with Michelle. We're kind of just watching purely detached. I want to. Okay. You, would you guys agree with that? Like, yes, but honestly, I've kind of grown to lo- love. Yeah, no, no actually, I, 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 I'm starting to feel like more uh, like how I feel with Fontaine. He's kind of goofy, but, you know. Yeah, he is kind of goofy. <laughs> no, he is, dude. Especially the scene where, uh, oh my god, when he when he uh, gets caught by the guy stealing the wallet. Yeah. Like, it just the guy just stares at him. His reaction. Yeah. Like, it's like when he runs off, like, like, walks he away, jogs like, off. Oh, jogs off. So funny. Uh, no, you're right. Like, yeah. But I think he's still. I think the point he makes is still kind no, of. No, I, I, yeah, I yeah. kind of, I kind of agree with him. Honestly, I think that's why. My like, do you find him likable at all? Or is it just? No, I don't. I mean, I don't find him unlikable. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not like. He's not like Michelle and Breathless or anything. Like, he's not some un- unlikable asshole. But <laughs> okay, you know, like. But I do kind of agree with him because that's probably one reason why my response to you was like, it's a movie about pickpocketing, because like I felt I did I didn't feel attached to him either. Like I didn't feel attached to his emotions, except whenever it was with his mother and stuff like that. Yeah, that stuff, that stuff, I did. That stuff, I did feel attached yeah, to. But oh, everything else, everything else, it was like it definitely felt really detached. Okay, okay. Or I felt really detached. I can definitely see what he's saying, but yeah, over these rewatches, I was like, I do, I do have a certain sympathy for uh, yeah. Michelle, you know. But I think that's over the course of rewatches. Like, yeah, I think so. Is what I'm saying is like the, maybe the first time you watch it, they are more model like. Yeah, and the more you watch well, it, you just you put you're, you're projecting. It's projecting. Yes, really. I definitely have a, a some somewhat of a sympathy for Michelle because anyone that starts pickpocketing obviously isn't that well off in life, and he says that a lot. Like he was like, I, "This is just a, a chance for me to get ahead in life." Basically, I think that's like a quote in the movie at some point. Or it's like he was only doing it to like try to get ahead in life. Because what else is he supposed That's to do? That's probably what he says at first. But then like once he because after his first uh, pickpocketing scenes, like you can tell he's kind of like in it like emotionally. Oh, like, yeah. he loves the kind of thrill of it. Yeah. yeah. But I forget what he. I think he does say something. like No, that. he says something like that. Uh, does he say something or like? Because I know he's like it. De- it's it's definitely implied because when he does uh, get money for the first time, he just goes to give it to his mother. Yeah. So it's kind of implied like he's getting money for his mother, but he never wants to see her. You know. Um, but yeah. So we're at the we're kind of we can just start at the first pickpocket scene, which is because oh, we'll, we'll we'll rotate back to this shot at the end. Um, but I kind of love this because uh, oh, so just think about it now, it kind of mirrors the beginning of Man Escape too. Uh, in terms of like, so he's a pickpocket. We yeah. think he's gonna get away with his pickpocket. Okay, he even says, yeah. uh, it, "It's funny the way it pauses because it, it says on the voiceover, I was walking on air, the world on my feet.' Yeah, and it pauses, and we think he's gonna get away, and then it says, but a minute later, I was caught.' Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, well, I also just love the tension with the him picking the bag because, like, even when he unlocks it, he jumps too. Oh, like, he you, you kind of yeah, jump, he, and he like jumps a little bit. All it's right. so good. Like, and this is like one of the best persona scenes too because there's never any counter shot of the horse track. Ever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. literally only a single shot. Yeah. Also, oh. we get the introduction of how Mikel likes to look at people right before, like, like look people in the eyes before he pickpockets them. Oh yeah. Like, I don't know if that's the best strategy. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you, you look guilty, bro. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know if you should be doing that. Like, and dude, uh, what Chaplin movie was it where he's like chasing the guy around and there's like the, because he's also like pickpocketing in one of in one of the movies and he's like chasing a guy around like the amusement park almost and there's like a, there's like a thing that comes out of a ship and like. He's like pretending like he's also one of the animatronics. Circus, 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 the circus, yeah. 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 I don't know circus. why this gave me the circus vibes too. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I go that far, but because doesn't he also pickpocket someone in the? Uh, or he accidentally gets someone wallet. I remember that. Maybe I'll have to go back and watch. I don't know why. It was just in my head. I was like, this kind of gave me circus vibes. <laughs> uh, but no, but that, like I said, he uh, goes to see his mother. And then um, he says on the voiceover, and this will come relevant later, but he says, I hadn't seen my mother in a month, and I hesitated. Uh, right before he 
he decides not to see her, but he's about to see her. Yeah. And do you realize why that becomes important? Wait, so, wait okay, wait. He wait. says on the voiceover, I hadn't seen my mother in a month. I hesitated. Because, okay, so he, he started pickpocketing a month ago. Well, the cop said, tells us later on in the movie that they've been chasing this guy um, who robbed his mother, or oh, got yeah. called in oh, okay, a month yes. ago for okay, stealing yeah. from their mother, but then the call was put away a day later. Yeah. Obviously. Um, Michelle. And that yeah. that comes back here, because that's why he says in a month, because basically, he hadn't ever seen stolen from his mom in a month, he hadn't been to see her. Yeah, so, um, okay, yeah. so basically, like, I kind of like that, it's like, it's kind of small, but it's relevant, because it's one of those, it just proves that Brassana's showing us the middle of a character's life. Like, he already has his baggage on him. You know, yes. he already has this kind of guilt as already on him and it it's like explains the choice of why he chooses pickpocketing you know like he's already on this path yeah you know it just makes the most sense for him yes yes okay, yeah uh but yeah but, he uh, the next uh, i think major scene is when he talks to the police officer for the first time and what do you think about this police officer guy who's kind of just like oh the shit yeah it feels yeah. like he's like trolling him almost at certain point like is he following him and stuff <laughs> yeah uh because he kind of makes the you know the the bron the persona infinite uh, possibilities uh, point where he says the police officer asks him are there many thieves and then uh, well actually no he asks the police officer are there many thieves and the police officer says many all different kinds an infinite variety yeah <laughs> I was like that's like something Bras persona would say for sure yeah. like, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, I think that's why he says well, like because he well he sees the well he because uh, he's talking to the other guy in the cafe and then the guy's walking and then he's like uh, the voiceover goes like. I don't know why, uh, he, it's like, I, I saw his face, I don't, uh, I, he, he seemed like a recognizable face, like, I just all of a sudden, like, instinctively go and shake his hand, basically, like, he's, he's like, even in the voiceover, he's, like, saying, like, I kind of, I, I thought I looked stupid doing it, but it just mm -hmm. felt right, basically. It's very, like, impulse Yeah, impulse, yeah, exactly. Michelle does feel cop, like that. Yeah. Michelle feels like that type of character. Yes. Does. He feels, uh, very impulse-driven. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but this is also the scene which is important because, uh, where they is where he mentioned gives his like kind of Nietzschean philosophy of you know whether certain exceptional exceptional men, yeah. Um, well, I guess Dostoevsky philosophy too. Yeah. But uh, uh, but it's also one of my qu favorite quotes in the movie because I think it it does a good job of explaining a lot of like the kind of uh, anxiety persons characters feel. Um, so the cop is like. So a useful... Because he's saying how these supermen should be able to thieve when other people shouldn't be yeah. able to and stuff. No, I have this one written down. Okay. So. <laughs> okay, because the cop says, a useful thief then, a benefactor, that's the world upside down. And then uh, Michelle says, it's already upside down. This, this could set it right. Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> for some reason, that, uh, that... What came in my head watching this was, like, I could definitely see why... Like, I can definitely see Taxi Driver in that line. Okay, Because, yeah. like, for me, a lot of, like, especially Taxi Driver is the example I'll give is... There's a lot of like uh, anxiety certain characters feel, or certain people feel towards the world of the world is upside down. You know, like it doesn't make sense yeah. what we're seeing, so we have to yeah. do something opposite. Yeah. And you can almost you can understand that feeling. You know, so that's why we have to have Superman to can break the rules because the rules obviously aren't working. You know, yeah. like you can always understand it, but then you get like Taxi Driver, like uh, Travis Bickle who does it the wrong way. Yes, yes. You know, or Michelle in this case who tries to justify his stealing because of that. You know. Yes. Um, that's why it's like a, it's kind of a small moment. I think it's like a, it explains like Michelle's kind of drive towards the rest of the movie. You yes. know, like that's why he's justifying himself. Like he already sees that the world is an upside down place, so that's why he can justify his upside down actions in yes. a way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a uh, the next scene that I have, and uh, P.M. Sydney makes a really big uh, deal of the scene. Is it's the first scene he starts 
I, I guess P. Adam, the way P. Adam Sydney sees it is the first scene that uh, Michelle sees himself as a pickpocket. And the, I mentioned that is so he's at the train station. I don't know if you guys remember the scene. It's like the first time he sees a guy pickpocketing. Okay, so yes. The guy's holding newspaper. Yes. Yeah, the guy's okay. holding newspaper. And, uh, and uh, I love the way P. Adam Sydney described the scene because I for, I, I've seen it like four or five times now. So I've forgotten the first time I've seen it. I was going to ask like, your thoughts. but So the reason why he says the scene is important because. Uh, he says that emphasizing like Brisson's idea of reading in uh, in a movie is like basically Brisson is trying to teach through his characters like what it means to actually read a scene yeah or read an image or or something you know because uh, so if you think about the scene he's uh, he 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 uh, Michelle notices the guy uh, Michelle notices the pickpocket with the newspaper right and yeah. his like eyes kind of light up and then it cuts to Michelle practicing yeah. So, if you had never seen the movie for the first time, you really don't know what Michelle sees until after yes, yeah. it cuts to the, him practicing. Okay, yeah. So, like, what he's trying to say is, like... Uh, okay, I'll just read the quote. So, uh, quote, Rather than accepting the sight before him, as we see it in the shot, he interprets the newspaper not as something to be read, but as a tool. And if, I kind of mentioned this last week, the idea of, like, seeing what is unseen. And... That's basically what Michelle's doing in this, in the scene. He's seeing what's not there as the truth, you know, where everyone else can't see what's actually there, you know? Like, it's, like, on the surface, it's just a guy reading a newspaper, but yeah. he's actually seeing the truth behind a guy reading yes, a newspaper, okay. you know? And that's kind of, like, what P. Adamson, he says, is his awakening moment of realizing he can be a pickpocket, because he's seeing the truth behind what other people can't see. Okay. And that's why it literally cuts to the pickpocket, him practicing pickpocketing. Okay. And that's, if, as a first-time viewer, that's the first time you would understand it, only after, yes. okay. you know? So even the characters understanding stuff before we do. Yes. Okay. Which is almost the opposite in a lot of movies. Yeah, did, did not think that hard about this. You no, know, I didn't either. It's like, uh, but that's kind of like Bersan's whole thing, you know? It's like, I mentioned last week, last week kind of like seeing what's unseen, you know, seeing the thoughts behind a person's words that yes. aren't almost the exact opposite in some cases. But no, I, I really like that kind of description. Uh yeah, because it's like, there's a lot of small moments in Brisson movies, but like, I, like reading that, uh, I've been posting those threads of uh, all the directors and what they've said about Brisson yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like reading like what they all mentioned about certain moments of Brisson, like that I would never think of. You know, it's kind of yeah. cool to think about like that. Because uh, the other example he gives of reading is the Barentine book that we see. Like, yes. that's like the one book we see in the, that's like his Bible in this one. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and honestly, that kind of goes to what I was saying, how like if, the Man Escaped is like a positive version. This is like the negative version, kind of, of yeah. this progress. Because, like, you see the Barentine book as the Bible still. But, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> there's just these, like, some of these quick scenes of him practicing and stuff. Um, there's a quote, there's like a close up of him, like, on his fingers, and it says, Which fingers should I use? And it's just, like, amazing, like, yes. little moment of, like, him trying to think of, like, you know, oh, like, literally these little details of how to start pickpocketing. And no, stuff. I could just watch all the pickpocketing scenes. Uh, see, like, that's why I wish it was longer, though. Um, I was like, <laughs> some of these things. I mean, no, I, I it's, I think it's perfect the way it is, but, like, you know, like, uh, maybe, like, Brisson just, like, shot a bunch of pickpocketing scenes and just, like, made that whole movie. That would be, that would be, like, a YouTube series now. Honestly, like, okay. honestly, like, like, Brisson, Brisson showing you how, like, pick someone's pocket, how, how, like, pick someone's oh, watch off. They're like off their wrist, like going really slow for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, honestly, the watch thing—I don't know how they do. That. Oh, that's so insane! Like, uh, the watch—we'll get to the train station. Soon. Okay, we'll get to them. Yeah, that one's my favorite. But, this uh, one does parallel really well with Manscape, though, honestly, because it also has in it like this this whole like this camaraderie where you can't get far ahead in life without 
people helping you either. Yes. Like, it, I, yes. I, I, I didn't even think about that in terms of Manscaped, like, in, like, compared to Manscaped, but it really is along the same line, just on the darker path. <laughs> but We'll get that. We're almost there, basically, because I want to mention a couple things, like, uh, well, basically, there's one scene we need to mention where, uh, what I want to mention is, it's another moment of these, we'll see this in a few Persona movies, like, we'll see it in uh, Al-Hassar Balthasar, but in this one is, uh, there's a moment where Jan comes, Jan and the friend come to visit him, and she says, uh, she keeps asking why you turn, turn her away at the door. And it cuts to his face, and, like, you can tell he has this kind of, like, slight panic reaction. Like, yeah. you can tell it really bothers him for a moment. Like, just that line of, uh, she keeps asking why you turned her away at the door. Yeah. And, uh, because, like, the way his expression changes for, like, a few seconds before it goes back to, like, his normal blank stare is, like, it just hits so hard. And, like, I've noticed that, because I remember I mentioned that with Ozu, where, like, because of their almost, like, blank nature, their similar, like, almost static natures through a lot of their shots, when, like, their facial expressions do change even slightly they, like, hit a lot more. And I noticed that a few times in this one, where you can see, like, he's trying to be this kind of cool, like, uh, you know, a guy, a man who understands it all, who's above it all, and then you see the slight moments where he's, like, where he panics, you know, where he's, like, where he almost breaks. Uh, and that's just, like, one moment for me. Yeah. But, uh, I think the the next kind of, I think the next kind of section we can talk about is what Blake was saying with, uh, people having to help you out. Um, to get along and get along in life, yeah. I think that's what Persona is also saying in this movie. But the people that end up helping them are pickpockets or thieves, yeah, yeah. right? Because he even says at one point, uh, "They taught me free, freely, generously," and yeah. I, I love that line because it's like, I think Persona is saying that like we do need people like that to help us. You know, we we need people to teach us and to lead us along. Oh yeah, you know, like to teach us freely, not just for like a price or whatever. Um, no, but I think that's why he's saying in this like. That, that, that's another good example of where, like, if, if a man escaped, people are helping him in a positive way, or to help him escape, like, positively. Yeah. This is almost, like, people helping him to escape negatively, you know? Yeah. Uh, but he still sees it as help, and they still are helping him in a way. Yeah. And honestly, you could argue, like, that's why people join certain gangs. Or oh, certain, it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because those are the only people who want to Yeah, we help, talked about you know? that. I know we talked about that recently in Gozu. Like, mm. just a place to belong, so... <laughs> Dude, honestly, yes. Because Pickpocket never says that, but you can kind of feel that. Um, yeah. Like, he likes being just in a group where people are doing the same thing as him, you know? Well, yeah, because, like, he, he doesn't really have any, like, normal friends. He, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like... No, no, no. Like, whenever you were talking about, like, the love story or whatever, like, it was yeah. a love story, I thought you were talking about it was a love story between Michelle and this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, honestly, because, yeah. like, he loves this dude, I feel like. <laughs> He loves his skill, honestly. Yeah, exactly. They even exactly, say, like, we never exactly. talk about anything, you know? Like, yeah, even yeah. when they played cards to, like, fake the money, like, they would never talk or anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but there is a certain love there, for sure. Like, yeah, it's hard to explain, but there, I think there's some, like, it's like a love slash respect. Like, oh, he has yeah. For this guy. Admiration. Yeah, admiration. Which is why, I think, I honestly feel like he thinks this guy that he met is one of the Supermen, but that kind of gets yes. showered whenever he gets arrested later, so... Like, whenever he sees yeah. him get arrested Honestly, later. yeah. That's that admiration. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Because, it's, yeah, he basically worships this guy. Like, yeah. oh, he's yeah. so good. You know, he talks about <laughs> because, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful, like, montage. It is. When he says, because uh, it's like the music plays, I have in my notes for the first time, and it might be, but it's like, when he first, because, uh, honestly, the way the, the rhythm of these next few scenes are actually kind of important. So, like, Jan comes and visits him and tells him his mother's ill. And uh, that's when he, you can kind of see he has that kind of defensive uh, reaction, I said. And then it goes to him following this guy to be taught for the first time. 
Um, and it's, it's like almost his like react, turn away from his mother, you know, to find a new love or something. Yeah. Uh, or a new vice, maybe. I think Asa Kuprasan says that as like, this is like his movie about vice, um, finding, you know, what a vice can do, you know. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I should have mentioned that earlier, but I forgot. But uh, <laughs> uh, but then this scene, there's that montage, and it says there in that small bar, I learned most of my tricks. He taught me generously and freely. Yeah. Um, and I think. Like, I'm honestly thinking about this now. It's, like, cohesion in my head. Like, I think he is trying to compare, like, this person, this guy, to the mother also as well. Like, maybe someone that taught him freely freely and generously. Yeah, and that he admires. Yes, that he admires, that this kind of figure, you know. Especially that he's scared that he's about to lose his mother. He's trying to find another, you know, trying to find someone else. Um, And and the reason I say that is because we get that montage, and it goes back to, like, I mentioned the scene earlier where he steps over the letter that was under his date uh, door and he doesn't know how long it's been there. Yeah. And it said uh, his mother's ill and he panics. He goes and then he says, uh, oh, honestly, dude, I'm not going to lie, I cried during this moment. I've just seen this time where the mom says, uh, where uh, he's basically like, your mom, you're going to be okay and he's like, but I'm going away, my child. We must leave one another. And he says, no, no, tomorrow you'll be better. You'll be up soon. The doctor said so, didn't, her, didn't he, Jan? And it cuts to Jan she just doesn't say anything. And then it cut, and then it fades to black organ music oh, and they're all standing in church yeah. and yeah. just and then it tur- he turns his head and he just like a t- he has a tear down his face and it's like that's all you need you know yeah uh, well even like uh okay there's uh i forgot about uh, in the beginning of the movie when he initially goes to the mom's house and it kind of this is a kind of similar way of like uh what's not said is like perfectly like uh says what's needed when uh uh jean opens the door and is like aren't you gonna aren't you not gonna come in yeah and he has said and all and all michael said is like goodbye jean and just walks away. He doesn't say like respond to a question. He just says yep. goodbye. Yeah. And there's something I, I I love that. Just like yep. it's like he can't walk in. Yeah. Because there's on his face like he wants to walk in, but he, but he also really, just he know. also just can't respond. He doesn't need to respond to her really to no. get that across. To no. Just immediately goodbye. Yeah. So yeah. Uh. Because then uh it, and then it cut after that the charge it cuts to uh we'll get a very similar scene in um. In Hassar Balthazar, but it cuts back to them at her apartment, I think. And then he's like basically, you know, kind of upset that the mother died. And uh, he says, Jan, do you think we'll be judged? And she says, yes, but don't fear for her. She was perfect. And then he goes, judged how? According to what laws? This is absurd. And then she has no response again. Like, it just is her face. Yeah. Uh, like, basically, like, he, you, we can see this kind of guilt in him, you yeah. know? And I, that's why I mentioned the kind of like he stole from his mother a month before. It's kind of important because I think you kind of see this underlying all his actions. Like, yeah. deep down, he knows he's trying to cover yeah. for that. Yeah. Also, we should um, mention Jean, uh, the actor who plays Jean, her face is amazing. Oh, yes. Like, it is. So, like, memorable. And that's why I was, uh, yeah. and so it's, there's like no response in her face. And then she says, uh, Do you believe in anything? And then he says, I believe in God for three minutes. Yeah. I don't know what he meant for that exactly. What do you think he meant for that? I, I think it might be something when he was pickpocketing, maybe. Um, but the reason why I say that, do you believe in anything, is because we'll see Marie ask the same thing to the the guy that takes care of her at the end yes. of the yes, 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 exact yes. same question. It's almost the exact same shot, too. Damn. And it's like, that's why I'm saying these kind of, we see this kind of like, there's like almost like two women, there's like two character types of women in Persona's characters. There's like these older women that like are both kind of like, they love when you don't understand why, but they're also kind of, like, crotchety, too. And then there's these, like, these, like, young women that are, like, very, like, um... They're kind of, like, asking them... They're, they're the ones that are being inflicted by the men in their lives. Okay. And they're kind of, like, showing us representation, like, fighting back or, like, asking questions and why. Yeah. Because, like, in both these movies, like, both Michelle and that guy in later one, we'll see. Like, it's almost like they don't believe in anything, you know? 
Like, yeah. uh, and that's why I think that that moment, that, like, those two characters asking the men in those scenes is uh, pretty important. But, uh, but yeah, we'll go back to uh, actually. Honestly, that's what I was saying. This, this kind of rhythm between going from the pickpocketers to the mother dying back to the pickpocketers is kind of important because the mother died. He's just like he's like kind of he just asked her about if like what are we going to be judged by what laws and then it, it cuts to him writing about uh, um, he's at the bank about to perform the train the train pickpocketing scene. Yes, almost like this is like it's exactly what a vice would do, right? Like right when something bad happens to you, you yeah. go right to your vice, and it's almost yeah. it's like it's like it's almost too direct in a Prasant film. You would like want a scene where he's like, oh, "I'm going to my vice now," or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like or he, he, or like he goes bre- drinking first, or he something. He like breaks you know? down. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's like, "Oh, I have to go find something or something." Yeah, yeah. But like he's missing. It's like just so direct, so you almost miss it, you know. But I think that's the point he's kind of making because uh, he says a week later, I sat down in the lobby of Famous Bank. And then we get, like, one of the best scenes ever filmed. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, like, uh, oh, it's so good. It's, like, I mean, it's, like, everything we kind of described, like, the, the smoothness of it. It's, like, it's yes. perfectly, it is, this is, like, perfectly put on screen yes. here. Like, uh, I, wanted, I wanted to read this short quote that Louis Malier describes the scene, because a lot of people have described it as, like, it is erotic in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, but I'll, I'll read the quote, and I'll, I want to see what you guys say. So, quote, the, su- the sequence in the Leon train station is not a bravado piece, ballet, orgy, revelry. It illustrates perfectly, quote, this sort of sad frenzy that sin procures. The cold gaze, the pursued lips of Martin LaSalle and his accomplices evoke Don Juan and the Mar- Marquise de Sade. The cam- and this, this is the last line is important. The camera, more present here than anywhere else in the film, proceeds and leads the gestures and looks. The hand of God here is like a vice. Yeah. I love that. Like... We feel there's a certain sense where like when we feel like we choose a vice, we have more control. But the whole point Brasan is making is like even when we choose a vice, we're still not in control. You know? Yeah. Like we're still being controlled by our desires or by this this will of like wanting to avoid what we actually just experienced or something, you know? And I think I love that, like uh and like a film can only should do it that way, like through a camera, you know. And that's why it's almost both. Like it's a very alluring scene. But it's very negative, right? Like it is. It is like I said. It is a vice too. At the same time, he's trying to escape um, this conflict, uh, his mother dying, and what that would really mean in his life. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Like, like, like wait, like, uh... like. There's something alluring about vices, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's something alluring about you know drinking a lot, you know. <laughs> uh, I think that's why the scene is so complicated, because like. It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Maybe my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, it's but it's also supposed to represent, like, uh, Michelle going downhill, going the yeah. wrong direction. Yeah. You know? And it's that's like, why I was saying, like, Brisson is very honest about, you know, if Man Escape is how process can be exciting in a good way, uh, Pickpock can be about a process being exciting in a bad way. Yeah, because they're both, yeah. like, a Man Escape, he's trying to get his mind off of his situation. He's yes, doing the exact he's, same he's thing. Trying in to get this. out of your intelligence, right? He's doing the exact same thing in this, except it's just going to lead in the wrong, or it's leading in the wrong direction yeah. for sure. And, and you can tell he's like avoiding, you know, this. He doesn't want to think about it. Think yeah. about his mother, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but how do you take off that watch, though? I'm still like, I still like, am so like, how he like he, he with one hand. Well, helps the guy on the train with one hand, all, just his fingers, just takes off the watch smoothly. Puts it. Is, does he put it in his jacket or like a pocket or whatever? I forgot where he put it, but part of his pocket. Uh, so like, 
Like it's, it, that, that might be the most erotic moment in the movie for me. Like honestly, like are you talking about at the bank? Or? No, the the train. When oh, that's he, he's helping the guy. Are we not on the train? I think I got this wrong. <laughs> oh no, the train sequence a little later. This was a uh... yeah. This was at the bank. Okay. They have a, they have they rob people at a bank. Uh, okay. But the train sequence is later. But I know what you're talking about. Okay, okay. Because okay. no, the reason I was confused is because he steals a watch um, from. Like uh, we're kind of at that scene now is when they're like it's him, Jeanne, and the friend at like yeah. the 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 fair. Okay. Yes. Uh, the, sh- the shot of the yeah yeah. yeah yeah and like the reflections and yeah the great reflection shot. But the, the reason why I say the watch is because uh, you can tell Michelle's distracted the whole time because he's watching this guy next to them yeah. who has a really nice watch on. Uh, that, then he's watching them. So and I'm pretty sure he because he, he does go. It's implied that he goes and steals that guy's watch. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So is that weird? Oh, you're, well, I was talking about this just the scene where you see him stealing the watch on the train when he's helping the guy up on the train. Oh, okay, okay, I know. Yeah, that. I, 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 I thought, thought I thought we that's a little that later song. on. No, that's a little. Yeah, later okay, on. I got confused. I think I read it wrong. I read the wrong. I okay, read, okay, no. got it. Oh, you're right. You're right. What? Uh, confusing me. <laughs> no, I confused myself too because there's a few different moments of like the group together to steal. There is. Yeah. Um, the gang. You know? Yeah, the gang. One of my favorite moments with the gang all together is just uh, <laughs> whenever it's this quick one where I think it's this bigger guy they're following. One person, I can't remember who it is because it's so fast, but one one person just like smacks the guy on the back and says like hello or something, and he looks at him like this, and then like and it's just like yeah, every yeah. everything else is just yeah, happening. Because I'm pretty sure like yeah, someone taps him and another guy comes and steals from the other side. Yeah, and then there's someone that's also walking by to hand it over. Yeah, yeah, like right away so they don't get caught with it. Just so smooth. Yeah, oh, like so much is happening that oh, it's just insane. Because yes. it is in some way like a microcosm of watching a Versa movie because. Everything is so smooth and it feels planned, you know? But a pickpocket can't be planned, right? They kind of have to be, like, alert. Like, it has to be in the moment. But when you're watching it, it looks planned. Like, everything's perfectly executed. So it's kind of yeah. like... That, Practice that, makes perfect. Yep, yep. So it's kind of like that both that Brisson really likes, that planned and that, like, instinctual aspect. Yeah. Uh, but there's a... There's a there's a good moment where the friend is, like, talking to him and he, that's when the friend uh, finds that Barrington book. Uh, on his desk yeah. is asking like oh, how can you like work, how can you like uh, see a, a thief as a good person uh, do you know and he says something like well at least uh, we know he had uh, that Barrington had guts because if you got caught for stealing you'd be executed back in the day and now yeah. you just go to prison yeah. and then uh, the way he says do you know what prison is yeah like, <laughs> just like it's like it's almost like he had been in like a man escape or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The way he says it, it's like, do you know what prison Wait, is? It is? And then, because yeah. the guy says, I can imagine, and he says, no, you can't. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, it just perfectly, like, states, like, Mikkel's, like, naivety, I guess. Or, is that the right word? Naive? Yes, but honestly, in this scene, I think it's actually displaying, like, what Brisson feels about prison. Because he says, right. do you know what prison is? And the other guy says, no, but I can imagine. And yeah. then Michelle says, no, you can't. Oh, and, Michelle. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Michelle's I, the one who says no, you can't. Got it. I, I got. Um, I got the okay. pictures mixed up. Because like, the reason why I thought that was important because like for Brisson, uh, knowing or feeling what prison is is totally different than imagining, right? Just like what I've been saying, feeling yeah. is different than imagining in your head, uh, and that's why Brisson is trying to get uh, out of you know out of the head. That's what he says, like out of the crippling intelligence. Yes. Um, I also I, think it's like, or it's it's like another reading is like he's just in pr- like he's trapped. Like this oh, entire movie, 100%. obviously. Oh, hundred percent. So. Yes, that's also what he's saying. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying, like, the, that feeling of prison. Yes, the feeling is like you can't imagine. Yeah, yes. uh, it's okay. not. You only have to. Feel, you can only feel it. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's a good point because, uh, yeah, hundred percent. He's trapped this whole movie, and that's that's why he keeps going for the vice of uh, yeah. pickpocket, pickpocketing. Um, but yeah, there's another. Uh, 
There's a. Do you remember the scene where he's like practicing on the table leg? Yes. I just love that. I That's love where that he's actually much. practicing stealing the watch. Yeah. I'm sure. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this is what it's like. It's it's showing like I know that you love you love how everything's automatic, but this is showing how it's so automatic. Yes, the because they have to practice. It. Yes, so. no, exactly, dude. No, that's a really good point. We're actually we actually get the practice behind some of these automatic yeah. ones because uh, honestly, because I mentioned how he steals that guy's watch um, when they're at the when he's with his friends, but it's it is significant that the scene before is when he's actually practicing on the <clears> table leg. <throat> Almost yeah. like he can't wait to go out and, you know, he try to put it into use. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. even a scene, like, exactly. the, in the, earlier in the movie where he's, like, exercising his fingers, getting ready for it. He needs it, like, supple fingers. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, like, Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the way he's stretching his Yeah, face. I was like, bro, he's uh, made a crackle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, no, and then also, this because I, uh, when the, when Jan is talking to him, when they're all at that kind of, like, uh, fair together, it's so funny, because she says, uh... You're not in the real world. You share no interest, and his like face is like, <laughs> like he's just totally distracted. Like she's totally right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is this the when they're sitting like, down? The, yeah, when they're sitting okay, down. Okay, the reflection yeah, in the background yeah. of the carousel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Like, oh, wait, yeah, but, but you, you mentioned like that's basically like his head. His head. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I think Prasanna is like, he. I think he understands that feeling of when you are obsessed with something. Like it's like the only thing you can think about. Yeah. You yes. know? Like even when you're in public and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, being like film freaks like we are, we can definitely understand that. Uh, film freaks. <laughs> that you're not you're not in the real world. <laughs> you share no interest in yeah. other. <laughs> honestly, actually, I, uh, honestly, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, true, true. true. Uh, yeah, like whenever, <laughs> I, and I'm always reminded that every, every time like I hear someone mention the Oscars, like it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, maybe won the Oscar. I'm like oh, I'm kidding. I hope Spencer says he wins. I just want to give him give a speech. Okay, I, uh, only for the speech. I, yeah, I for respect the speech, that. But still, anything else, still, I would. I would no, like, I'm not gonna take it as like a merit of like uh, a good movie or something. You know? Yeah. Like we won't know it's a good movie until yeah, like, if it was an Oscar or not. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but still, yeah, we, yeah. too much Oscar talk. I, yeah. I hate Oscar. Well, we'll get there. February is around the corner. You know. I'm not excited. It, I thought it was oh, April. Oh yeah, it's April. Now. Yeah, it's oh, April that's now. Cool. That's so stupid. That makes <laughs> sense. It's like halfway through the new year. Yeah, just get it out of the way. Yeah, quickly. No, but yeah, he steals that watch, because uh, he steals that watch. I don't know if he's, like, trying to make a joke, but, because uh, he's, like, he's talking to the friend after, like, they, they go home, and he's, like, uh, he's, he's, like, you love Jeanne, admit it, and he, like, doesn't say anything, and he's, like, have you thought of getting her gifts? And then the guy just walks off, and then he pulls out the watch, and just, like, holds it out for the camera, almost. Like, I don't know if he's trying to, like, make a joke, like, I could give her gifts or something, but, <laughs> or, like, this is his gift or something, but it's, like, it's, like, a weird moment. I think it... Whenever you think about the ending, I think that might be something he's saying. Because, like, he provides for Jean or Jean or whatever uh, later on in the movie by pickpocketing. Right? Because whenever he comes back, he says, I'll provide for you. And he was like, yeah, I think he said something like, I'll make, I'll, I'll try, I'll try to go straight this time, or I'll, I'll, I'll prove to you I can live a straight life. But then it's just him pickpocketing still, so. Yeah, no. I think, yeah, damn. Because... Honestly, yeah, he's he, doing he's, that he might be paralleling because, uh, so. yeah, as he's pickpocketing, the friend is falling in love with Jan, you know? Yeah. Uh, damn. The friend already loved Jan. Yeah, she, yeah, she already, yeah, he already yeah. Yeah. Damn. I don't blame him, but... He fumbled. I don't blame him. <laughs> for, for now, he fumbled. Yeah, he did. No, he oh, does. I thought, I honestly thought that the kid was this guy's. I don't know. The way she's... And Brisson leaves these stuff in yeah. on purpose. Yeah, like, for sure. Uh, but... I think I thought it was too, or maybe she's because she said something. I decided oh, I wanted a kid, but out of yeah. marriage. But I don't know if it's I don't know if it's his kid or not. Yeah, he decides to leave a few months later. She says, but um, but now we're at the train sequence, Got it. the actual train sequence. And the reason I want to talk about this is 
have you guys heard of the word? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but synecdoche. Yeah, I know synecdoche in New York. Synec- like, the movie. Yeah, how do you say it, the word? Synect- synecdoche. Synecdoche. Something. I like think that. that's how you say it. But anyway, yeah. do you know what that word means? Zero clue. Uh, so that word means when a part expresses the whole. Okay. So if you think about it, like that movie, have you seen that movie? Yeah. Okay, so like, I don't think about that movie. Like that, yeah. it's like that one play, huge set. Of yeah. New York. And it's supposed to represent all of New York. Yeah. You know? So it's a synecdoche. Um, and the reason why I bring that up is, especially with this scene, uh, uh, P. Adam Sidney says, Brisson, and he uses this technique through a few of his movies, and I love this word, I love this phrase, he calls them a flow of synecdoches, which is, a, if you think about it, um, a flow of close-ups that express the whole instead of a whole. So, yeah. uh, and I re- the reason I bring this scene up is so, I'm going to read what he says, and it'll make sense. So, quote, Traditionally, that is, since D.W. Griffith, the close-up has been an interruption in the flow of time for a film... For, uh, has been an interruption in the time flow of a film for a significant detail, precisely as term uh, used in photo- photographic reproduction. And then a little on, later on, Brissasson seldom gives us both the detail and the wider space. He prefers the cinema- cinematic synecdoche, whereby the close-up implies the wider space, which is unseen. And so if you see what, what he's saying is, like, traditionally, like, if you think about D.W. Griffith or most films, you'll get, like, the wide shot of a train moving, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it'll close up to, like, the track moving, like, very close. And it'll yeah. cut back to the wide, right? Yeah. Uh, what he's saying, like, these flow of synecdoches, especially in this train sequence, is there's never any wider shot. It's never cuts to a wide shot. Yeah. It's all close up, close up, close up. Yeah. You know, like, so in a traditional movie, you would go wide, which shows us the whole... And then it cuts to the detail of whatever detail wants to show, like the guy yeah. moving, the, turning a, a stick or something. But Brisson's, like, especially in this scene, it's one of the best. It's, it's literally all close-ups, all little details that you would see over the course of a pickpocket. Yeah. So, first of all, that takes a lot of skill to not make it look, like, just jagged, you know, yes. to make it actually look like it flows, you know. That's why that word is huge, flow synecdoche, because uh, that's why I love, like, what he says, how traditionally when you get a detail in a movie it interrupts the flow of time, yes. right? It stops it. You're like, okay, now we're getting this detail all of a sudden. Now let's go yeah. back to the wider shots. Yes. But in this whole scene, it's all details. Yes. You know, it's all just yes. detail, detail, yes. detail. So you kind of have to put together what's going on in your head just using these details. And so then all these details are just little moments of what would happen in a pickpocket, like, over the course of uh, their whole plan, you know? Yeah. I never even... It does, like, flow, like, insanely well. Like, oh, it's honestly yes. ridiculous. Yes, yes. Like, like, I never, it's all details because there's no yeah. other wide shots all of a sudden where we're getting kind of the... We're putting together the whole, you know, yes. just through these details. Yeah. Uh, and what he says is, the flow of synecdoches has a stronger, more metrical rhythm than the alternation of long and short scenes, which is, you know, I think it's true. It's like, you can be more, me- you can be more rhythmic, more flowy when you do that, you know, when you don't have to worry about showing about the whole and a part. Yeah. You can stick with yes. one. Okay. I see. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I want to mention that because I just love that phrase too. I always want to know. The flow of synecdoches. Synecdoches uh, is a good word. It is. Yeah. And the re- uh, P.I.M. Sydney, the reason why I keep bringing it up is because he mentions a lot of uh, Brisson's like, different stylistic te- techniques that he uses and stuff. And the reason I think that's important is, and, uh, the reason why P.I.M. Sydney likes him so much is, Brisson uses these techniques to get out of the bug of linear narrative. Yes. What are these kind of techniques that can be used to break what, how a traditional narrative tells a story? And he has so many he uses. Well, actually, not that many, but he uses them very... Uh, yeah. Um, in, in a lot of different ways. You know? Yes. And so that's why I keep bringing some of these up because these are just certain techniques that Brisson uses. 
to get out of that bug of linear narrative, you know? Yes, yes, um, yes. And Batsar will definitely get to uh, how he uses some, like, disjointing uh, storytelling techniques to keep you alert, you know, t- to get you out of that feeling of you've seen, you've seen something like this before. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll keep going. Um, we're sort of getting to the end. Uh, yeah, we're kind of yeah. we're kind of at the end. And the hour and fifteen minute movie, you know. <laughs> I will say, okay, there's one last uh, before we get to the very end. There's one last scene with where he confronts the uh, the cop one last time. And I kind of love this moment because uh, I'm pretty sure this is the only time we see a character yell in the whole movie. And like when a character yells in the Versailles movie, you, like it's like literally like it's like yeah. Because think about it, there's no yelling ever in the Versailles it's, movie. It's like it's like a like a scream on a megaphone in a way exactly like, rather than a yeah exactly because like like i said when there's like certain moments where michelle breaks in this scene you can definitely tell where it's like the cop is like we can't tell if the cop knows that he's a thief or not yeah. you know and michelle doesn't know either and that's what's like causing this chaos so like just tell me or not you know if i'm a thief or not and he yells and he's like uh he he just yells enough yeah and he like so he, i think he stomps in the ground or something <laughs> almost like kid or something but he does feel like a kid in the scene because it's like we can tell this guy knows, you know. We can yeah. tell like he's been trolling him almost. At least I feel like that. I don't know oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, but that's why I just love this moment. It's like this feeling of like he can't get out of this feeling of being watched or being controlled by someone else, even though he wants to be the Superman, you know. Yes. Uh, and then because uh, there's this, there's, they have this sort of dialogue where he says, uh, uh, Michelle says, "What do you want?" And the cop says, "To open your eyes." And Michelle says, "The wide, they're wide open." And then uh, the cop says, to the way you are, but I'd be wasting my time. And I kind of love that, because I think what Prashant is saying that there, or at least how I read that film out, uh, scene, I don't know if Prashant is saying this, but like, sometimes to be open to yourself, you actually have to close your eyes. You know, you actually have to like look inward, you know, because okay, Michelle yeah, yeah. says like, his eyes are wide open. And then the cop says, but I want to open you to the way you are, you know, which is like what Michelle hasn't been able to see this whole movie. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh, because I think I uh, it was Louis Malier that said uh, he sees like the cop character as kind of Brisson, like the Brisson character in this movie. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like the the creator character, kind of just trolling him or just moving him around. You know, yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing to him. Uh, we uh, what did you what do you say about the um, uh, what you just you you like what what he said just you said there about uh, uh, I forgot what you said you said you said something about Mikel in that scene that like very much reminded me of what Brisson's doing. Or, and how, uh... Like, by his eyes, eyes being wide open, or...? Uh, yeah, I, I think so, yeah, like, uh, look inward, uh, maybe, maybe like, looking like, inward instead, or... I, you said something, I can't remember now, honestly, okay. I, 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 I lost my train of thought. But, okay, if you remember, let me know, because the scene ends with, uh, because he even says, he asks him, what are your plans, and the cop says, my plans, and he says, I want to know, and he, like, yells, <laughs> but it's like, uh, this guy, like, won't admit his plans to him, basically, that's how he sees this cop, yeah. uh, but... We're basically at the end. Um, we should mention. Okay, so how did? The- oh wait. Oh, actually, I, okay. It's the guy watching over him. Um, the the cop is the like uh, creator watching over. We know the song. Okay, you know what? Never mind. Hey, does it remind you? Because you saying that reminded me of Man Escape when I kind of mentioned that. There's, yeah, I forgot. There's honestly, so much shot where he feels like I could feel. No, I'm, I'm just gonna abandon. I'm gonna abandon this thought. Oh, I, I, I don't know what I was. I, 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 <laughs> my brain uh, working. But okay, how did the. I, why am I forgetting? How did the uh, two guys get caught? Because um, remember when he decides to run away? Well, he just sees. Uh, yeah, he, I think I he mean, just he, sees them. Yeah, he just caught. sees them. I don't know if we know how. Uh, yeah, I don't think it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't think it is. I, I, don't, I never know if I missed something or if it's just not explained. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think anything specific happened. I think they just walked in and arrested the guy. Yeah. And arrested the his master. Because <laughs> uh, it's funny the way he decides to run away. is like he's talking to Jan. And then she says, are you going away? And then in the over voiceover, it just says, the idea suddenly seemed possible. Yeah. And he says, no, no. And he runs away. <laughs> like right oh after that. Uh, and then he says something like... Uh, I love this line because it's like that uh, that phrase that Louis Malier used earlier for that train sequence in terms of uh, that sad state of frenzy. I think it applies to this because he says, "I hardly knew anymore what I was doing." Like, yeah. <laughs> like he, he just doesn't feel like he just you know like he's being controlled. You know, he's just kind of like moving by instincts at this point. He's like just yeah. decides to run away all of a sudden. And then he says, uh, "I love his smile here at this one moment." He says, "I'll never forget that minute." When he's on that train uh, station running away, and he just smiles for a brief like, second while he's running, uh, while he gets away. Um, yeah. But then, obviously, Brisson cuts to a year later, and he's like, uh, no. "I was poor for a whole year." <laughs> uh, and, I, and honestly, this is such a funny line because he he ends up back at Jane's apartment, and he says, "I ended up there almost by accident." Yeah. Okay. Damn. So is that just on purpose? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that's just literally just on purpose. <laughs> That's hilarious. But he doesn't want to say that, you know, say yeah. almost by accident. He doesn't <laughs> like, want to admit he doesn't want to, exactly. Even with the narration. like He doesn't want to admit that he wanted to see her, basically. Yeah, even with the uh, self-awareness. Yeah. He thinks he, yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Even even in this narration, exactly, he still doesn't want to admit the truth. Um, <laughs> but, and then, this is, like, honestly one of the funniest person cuts ever, because, like, we never, we don't see the kid, ever, uh, until, like, he walks in the room, he's standing, and we still haven't seen the kid. And then all of a sudden he like looks down and he says, uh, "Was I watching that child?" And all, there's like a child right there, like on his feet. Yeah. Like the child is never referenced until we literally. See the child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like you think he would have mentioned something about the child like right when he walks in the room. But yeah. No. Uh, and then she says, "I'm pretty." Okay, I think she. I don't think that child's the friends either. I don't know. I think it's like a third person. It's like we don't know because she says like I, I just wanted a child, and then he's. Uh, I'm not sure. But either way, the friend says she says the friend ran away after she had the yeah. kid. Um, and then it's almost weird, but like he just decides to start helping her, you know, almost like they were destined to be like, it's almost like they were destined to be together because it's a movie. So we don't have to see the other stuff, you know, it's the end of the movie. These are two weird. Yeah. The fact that she's back, you know, it implies that she's important or I mean, just solidifies her importance. Yes. And I do like how in this shot, I'm pretty sure it's like the only time she's wearing like this bright white too. Yeah. Like emphasizing kind of like maybe they ha- they have found true love or something. Yes. But um, yeah, we're now we're at the beginning. It goes back to the racetrack, as we said. We're back, yes, basically back where we started. Um, I love his like. I love like I love the guy behind him, like the the uh, the face of the the cop, the undercover. I kind of yeah. like his face too. He kind of looks like he like. He, like, knows what he's doing. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. The well, it's, like, it's pretty interesting, I think, because I think right before this, he meets the cop in a bar or whatever, looking over, like, looking over his shoulder, reading the newspaper, and the cop asks him, like, are you interested in the horse races or something? He's like, I dabble. I don't, I don't remember exactly what he said. No, but I think cause... right before he goes in there, he was like, it surprised me that I hadn't been followed or I hadn't been found out yet or something like that or no one knew I was here. <laughs> So I think that actually is kind of just like they knew he was there. They oh, were just yeah. like they were just waiting for him. Obviously, no. or like they were laying they were laying this trap down. But no. yeah, no, definitely because he does say he says a few he has a few little clues like that. Like he says, uh, oddly, the winner wasn't the horse he had backed. Yeah. So like that's a clue that why would this guy have the money if he yeah. didn't like you know? But he's like it's almost like that's what I was saying. Like he can't help himself. You know, 
like he's he's like it's like too far under. like he's going by instinct at this point you know because uh, and and, okay it's funny because he even says on the voiceover about the guy his eyes had an evil gleam so yeah, damn. Uh, but he still goes ahead and do it you know, anyway um, and then like we said it cuts immediate immediately cuff. to him arrested like not not even like a because it, it's it, I'm pretty sure it doesn't even cut away from when he initially st- grabs the money it's just uh, grab cuff all in one shot basically yeah like, yep and then it fades to him in the cell damn so good uh, and dude I love like the fade to his cell because I've thought about this a few times because his room and his cell are very similar. They're almost actually yeah. the same. Like, you know, <laughs> okay, like, yeah. Uh, and he's trying to make that point. Like, like I said, like he's been in his prison the whole time. Uh, that's why it doesn't feel too different when he's in the cell. You know, it's like almost feels like he's in his room again. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, I love these last moments where it you can feel say it feels rushed, but I think Brasan is trying to say like love has to feel kind of sudden like this because yeah. uh, I think you said you want to mention this scene at the beginning in terms of a uh, like. These two times GN visits. Yeah, because the first time initially he doesn't want he doesn't I don't think he knows he loves her. No, yeah, because uh, yeah, uh, he literally says, "Why did you come?" And she says, "You're all I have." And then he says, "You want to gloat over my downfall? I want no one, nothing." Yes. And she stands up. The door. You hear the door creak like she's about to leave. And this is what I was saying. You see these like slight moments where like persona characters like panic almost. Yeah. And you see it, it cuts to his face where like he he panics that she's about to leave. Yeah. And he's like, "No, no, stay, stay." Yeah. Like, and that goes to what you're saying. And, like, and, then, and even then, like, uh, I think what really solidified for me is also when he finally gets, he doesn't hear for a while, and then he finally gets the letter, oh, and yeah. he's, like, trembling, No, basically. that's what I was going to mention, like, uh, that's what I was saying, was, P. Adam Sidney says, is, like, this is, like, the key, uh, this is how he breaks the cycle of this repetition. Yeah. Of, if you think about the whole movie, is like, uh, the repetition of vices almost, like, how we get stuck in them, of, like, yeah. he's already back in the same racetrack again. He makes the same decision, even though he shouldn't, he knows he shouldn't, right? Yeah. He's in prison. Now he has this choice of if he's, if he's going to make the same choices again, or is he going to choose love? And for him to realize it, it takes this moment of Jan comes to visit him, then leaves. He doesn't know if he likes her. Then he's waiting. It's all this waiting of he hasn't heard from her, and it's all this waiting that makes him realize that he loves her, right? Because yeah. then he gets that letter. He reads it, and he says something like, my heart started pounding. Yes. Uh, and P. Adam Sidney makes this really good point that he says that same line earlier in the movie when he like, yeah. first started pickpocketing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's almost like, this is his new choice, you know? The thing the that made his path, heart pound. Yeah, yeah the, the new thing that made his heart pound that he realized, you know? Damn. And that's what breaks that cycle. I was like, damn, that's a really beautiful so, way, yeah, like, the way yeah. he describes it and stuff, so. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, that's the ending, basically. Uh, they, the, the final embrace. The final it's embrace. So uh, Dude, I, through the jail cell. Through the jail cell. Because, like, I remember, like, I can tell, I can see why, um, like, if you're watching Brasan movies first time and you haven't watched the style, you can see it's, like, you can say it's kind of clumsy or just, like, you know, very robotic and stuff, you know, like, maybe bad okay. acting. Maybe, but, yeah. like, watching it this time, I love the clumsiness of it. It's, oh, like, so good. they're trying to, t- like, because I realized, in jail. like, they're no, really in a jail. No, I realized oh, yeah, for the first like... time, we've never seen them touch the whole movie. Yeah. This is literally the first time we see them touch. Like, yeah. it's literally that. Like, it's almost like Michelle's been begging for someone to touch almost. Yeah. And, like, I think I met, we met, we were talking about this last week, how, like, Deleuze sees Brisson as, like, a, a filmmaker of the body. Yeah. Like, how much importance he places on the body. So, like, the way we see them touch in the scene is just so amazing. Like, uh, they're just trying to touch as much of themselves as possible. It's, yeah, it's, uh, just... it's like a beautiful moment. Um, and then the line that uh, Chantal Ackerman says is her favorite movie for this reason is, Oh, Jeanne, to reach you at last, what a strange path I had to take. Damn. Oh my god. That's kind of what this whole movie is. Oh, you know? fuck. It's uh, so good, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. It is. Like, one, one of the most moving endings, honestly, ever. Yes. In my opinion. Like, yes. Uh, Honestly, we, we might be getting to the more the more moving ending, though. 
about Star Wars. Okay, movie. yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, uh, but we'll, we'll take a Bersage break. Bersage is great at moving. We'll get there after the short break. After the short break. Start Al Hassar Balthazar, directed yes. in uh, when did it come out? 1966. What was Pickpocket? 59. 59. Damn, 66 is really one of the best years. Well, no, he did, he did Trial Joan of Arc in the middle. Um, oh, yeah, we um, but we skipped that. Yeah. But uh, 66 really one of the best years for film, like one of my wow. favorite years. What Fleeny movie came out this year? Uh, I don't think a Fleeny movie. Oh, oh. Fleeny hater, then no, but uh, 63 is one which has. Like what's the sixty-six movie years? Uh, sixty-six. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me just go down the list real um, quick. Yeah, I'm curious why you said that. Um, you'll agree with me. Persona, Blow Up, Andre Rublev, The Battle of Algiers, Masculine and Feminine, All Star Balthazar, Chimes of Midnight, Made in USA, Come Drink With okay, Me, you're going, you're going. Uh, If I Had Four Dramadaries, no, The Good, The Bad, and The what? Ugly, The Face of Another. This is 1966? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and there's like probably some more too. Like, but like, okay. it's, it's insane. Because I'm looking at my rankings right now. I think I have like two movies that are five from I have Face of Another and Four If I Had Four Camels. I have ten that are five. Um, Persona. But either Persona, way, you're you, right. you would it's love a good year. I don't okay. know if it's a bad. You would it's love Persona great. though if you rewatched it. Yeah, I would, I would. I'd probably yeah. get a five. Blow um, up, we know Blake hates blow up. Yeah. So. Oh, Balthazar, I'd give a five now too. So I have that yeah. four and a half, but Battle of Algiers. Oh, yes, you also haven't seen Battle of Algiers. Oh you gotta watch Battle of Algiers. Actually I have. Have I you have seen it? Yeah. I, I, I literally have never seen Oh, that. shit, no. I have it just as... What? No, you don't. Oh, no, I haven't it. seen it. I haven't seen it. Okay, okay that's what I was saying. Letterbox is weird. It shows you the high... I clicked on 1966, and I rated it my highest rated. Yeah. My highest rated. Yeah. So it only shows you your highest rated first, and then the rest of the movies, it just shows yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so you got... So I was kind of confused. Yeah, I was like... I got your side, yeah. It? Yeah. But yeah, amazing year. Okay, but yeah, no, you're right, you're right. The 60s are have, you know, have some great directors cooking. Oh, 60s is like, yeah, he's my favorite. We, we, we did a draft on this. Wait, wait yeah. we did? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Draft, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway. So go yeah. back and listen to that. But, um, <clears throat> I guess I should ask you about the art specifically. Is there anything that comes to your mind um, that you that you guys wanted to mention before we talk about the movie? Is there or anything? just overall thoughts. Yeah, overall okay, thoughts. Okay, yeah, because I was, I, was, I was wanting to talk about Because uh, I initially watched this, uh, I think... It's after I'd seen uh, Pickpocket, after Pickpocket clicked with me, like Brisson clicked with me. So I, was, I, I think I watched this pretty soon after I watched Pickpocket uh, for the first time. And uh, I loved it then. Like, I, 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 I loved it. Yeah, like, when, when I was doing my, the five, when I still had a five-point scale uh, or ten-point scale, I gave it, like, four and a half out of five. Uh, but rewatching it now, it honestly it was insane how much it just, like, it, it, like, truly, like, clicked with me, like, on another level to me, for me this time. Okay. Is there any reason for that? Like, when you say another level, what is it's, that? It's, it's like, I, it, I mean, I, I don't know if 
it's hard to say. Like, you say you already loved it. You said I did, so. but it's like it, now it's like one of my favorite movies ever. Like, oh, like you got to go update the list now, huh? <laughs> okay, it's not, it's not, it's not in order actually. Well, the top ten are in oh, order now. Oh, okay. I, I did that recently, but uh, basically, like it. I don't know. Some, I guess maybe it's because I, I I just see more Brisson now, and it just like uh, it just it just it the elements that didn't uh, fully click with me then, even when I loved it, now click with me now. But I just uh, it's it's. There's something so humanizing, or just like human, and just like uh, I loved. I know you you said in the beginning of the episode like you found it like uh, you you thought it was really depressing, right? Yes. Which is depressing. Very. But what what I, what I love about this sort of depressing like thing is like it's like it's not de- it's depressing, but it's not depressing in like a weepy like uh, misery porn type of way. It's like no. it's not melodramatic. Yes, but it's like uh, it's this is what I was mentioning earlier about Ozzy. What how does me rhyme Ozzy? It's like. It's like this is what life. This it's is just life. This is just life. Yes. Like there's yes, uh, exactly. That's uh, why. I, honestly, I, just, I, just find, I find that so beautiful. Things. Honestly, like because like sure I I. Uh, it's why I kind of I think depressing movies are great so, uh, are are great to watch a lot of the time because it just but sometimes you just kind of need a depressing movie. Uh, well, but this is. I, I think you're right. Something like sad, I guess, more downbeat. I, I you kind of. It's need very it. odd. This movie is really weird because I understand everything when people say this is a depressing movie. But no, there's definitely sense but of humor at the too. exact same time I. I don't think it's depressing at all. Like, once you accept the fact that, like you said, like uh, I think you're, when you mention Ozu, I think you're right in terms of like it's just more honest, direct to the point. Like this is how life is. This is yeah, this is life. And that yeah. can be depressing if you don't think about that all the time, yeah. or if you just don't think about that. Really. But, I mean, I could have. But once you accept yeah. that, the movie becomes much more freer to me in terms of like this yeah, is what I life think. is, and now it's it, this. It just I can enjoy the moments that are good and. Well, yeah, you know, and like yeah, I I I I definitely like I definitely because there's a lot of good too. moments, you know. That, oh, that's yeah. why I, I hate to say no. this movie is depressing because like yeah, it there's so many great moments of just Balthazar. Yeah, you know? it, does, like, it doesn't distract. Uh, from it's me, like the, how good the movie there are is. moments that if they happen at the end of the movie, we'd be like, damn, this is not a depressing movie. Yeah, but because they happen in the middle and not the end, we're like, this is a depressing moment. Yeah, and like for me, the the best example of that is like when Balthazar escapes. Uh, when he uh, and we'll get to it because like, which which scene like, that he escapes like he does like I guess he does it multiple times yeah but I, honestly we'll get to it cause yeah it's yeah but yeah but, uh, but uh, basically yeah. that that example every time he escapes honestly is a good yeah. example like that's why it's not depressing because we do see moments of him escaping, yes 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 you know? and like I, I and another thing I noticed this time is like I love like how like in a way like I, I said earlier too like Balthazar is like the perfect Brisson protagonist like uh, blank slate but like still like. I, I, his expression is blank, but like Damn, okay. he still has a lot of personality like underneath him, basically. But like I also love like how like in a way he's like the camera. Uh, mm. It's like it's oh, like exactly. it's like it's like a donkey observations oh, like, on humans in a way. I think I mentioned this in the while we were reading the last movie is uh, that's why there's so many shots on his eyes. Yes, you know because we're it, the shots on on his eyes make us think about what he's seeing. You know, yeah. um, but before I keep going, Blake, what about what about you? Is there anything? No, I do. I do think it's. I because you really, you're the one depressing. that brings up the keeps bringing up the word depressing. So. Well, it is. Well, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree, but I, I don't think it's di- distracting. I, 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 I agree. I, I see both sides. Is what I was saying. Well, I, I'll I, say I do think as you watch it more, as I've watched it more, it yeah. becomes less depressing. Yeah, I can see that. Is this a? Is this a? Let's see, like, is this how you felt whenever I, whenever I was talking about the river not being yes. not being depressing? Honestly, no, <laughs> I was really thinking about something in my head where it's like there are movies as you watch them more they become more comedic or just more non. Yeah, you just accept of, it more. Yeah. Yes. Yes, because there's a lot of just funny moments in this movie too. Oh man! No, I agree with that. Yeah. No, I, 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 do love just the overall meaning behind Balthazar. Honestly, what like, do you think he's that just, is? Well, I just think he's the stand-in for 
humans. I mean, yeah, like the like like a human life and an animal life is not that different at the end of the day. Like we're born into our situations yeah, yeah. and we have to live. We, in our we work. We, There's we, not a lot we can yes, do to get we, out. We, of we, it. we work for like more powerful people. People that have control yeah. over us. And then These die. men that are kind of dumb. Yeah, and then we die. Yes. Basically. Um, no, damn. Ideally surrounded exactly. by sheep. Exactly. I, I <laughs> surrounded by sheep. Yes, yes. I wish. Uh, please <laughs> uh, no so i do love i do love that underlying like or the underlying meaning or at least what i think balthazar means but at the same time i do think i i do think i just wasn't in the right mood to watch it like i can see that like i or maybe maybe it is just like maybe I maybe i just need to watch it more. Different or something? Or well i did watch pickpocket first actually yeah um i wasn't expecting something different i don't think i knew i knew that this one was that people said this one was sad and like I've seen Mouchette before, so I like I've seen I've seen Brisson go bleak, you know, like and and Bru- yeah. and like we'll get to Mouchette next week. That's also a very, de- I would say it's also a very depressing movie at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe that'll also change whenever I watch it next. But dude, I'm just thinking of this, but like in some ways you could say Marie is like Ozu's. This is like Ozu's Tokyo Twilight. Just like those yeah, two characters. Of, honestly, of, yeah, like, you I, know? I can see that. Yeah, like that's why people say that's his most depressing too, because we do see the death, you know, like. Uh, yeah, like what this modernization modernization leads to her spe- like this kind of woman specifically. Yeah, you know, and also I, I want to read so someone I follow called uh, Risa Lupisto. I think you follow. Yeah, yeah. Too. I do. Uh, the review kind of also points out a way that it is. Con- I can see why people think it's depressing. Uh, he says, uh, "You know, I can understand war. Ultimately, it's a very simple thing to understand. But I'll never be able to understand everyday cruelty. The more intimate and seeming- seemingly smaller the act of cruelty is, the more incomprehensible it is. Oh, yeah, like that aspect of it, like oh, that movie oh, has a sure, lot of this. Yeah, yeah that, it's that, like, just, just very small moments of cruelty. I mean, it does, which is probably another reason why why it felt like that also. Yeah. But sure. but also I also see the flip side of that like it, that's just life like that because that's, there's no but that there's also the contrary to that. There's also a lot of small moments that are happy. Like yes, that, that's that it, also yes. the movie. You know. Um, but I know Blake has read some Dostoevsky, right? Yeah, I have. Uh, for a few of his books. Yeah, and I have too. And one of the like themes of Dostoevsky is like, there's like a certain type of cruelty that's just random. It's like unexplainable. And like, for example, I mean by that is like, uh, Gerard or like the kind of guy he falls in, she falls in love with. First of all, it's never explained why she falls in love with yeah. him. Yeah. Second, more importantly, his he's cruelty nasty. is never explained. Yeah, he's... He just does stuff almost randomly. Yeah, it's like, know? he's like, because um, in... Because, like, you see him, like, uh, you initially see him, like, uh, pranking the cars and whatever. Yes. And, like, yes. Being, you know, a dickhead. But then you yes. also, like, well, I think you, you, that, you initially uh, see him, and then you, then you cut to him, and he's, like, uh, in the church choir or whatever. It's, like, yeah, in the choir. exactly, yeah. No, it's funny. Uh, That's amazing. But it's funny you say that he's just being a dickhead with the oil, because, um, damn, I forgot the singer's name, but someone is, there's, a, people, a lot of people have commented on the scene, um, that Brisson is actually talking about, uh, abstract, um, Certain uh, modern modernist painting, um, like uh, I forgot the type of painting it was called, but uh, like Jackson Pollock, that type of painting where it was like very random. It's yeah. supposed to be very automatic painting, like almost like you're just putting stuff on the ground and see, like painting on the canvas to see what happens. Yeah, and like that's what he's supposed to be doing in this scene, like with the oil spots. Yeah, you know, he they literally put the oil spots and they watch to see the cars uh, uh, crash to see what happens. Yeah, and it's almost like Brisson commenting on uh, like how he saw like modern. Uh, what a, how he viewed a lot of modern art and stuff. Okay. Um, no, but I, I, that just came to my mind when you said that. Okay, 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 okay. It's so funny because like every it, every scene in Brisson movies have this kind of like deeper analysis, really. If you wanted to, yeah. at least in my head, like uh, 
most of them do. So it's funny when you say uh, just like him being a dickhead. Yeah, he is being a dickhead, but it's like almost like Brisson saying this about like society in general too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's kind of that relates to how I feel about this art. I'm thinking my own thoughts is uh, like it's funny because I think I, on my last time I rated this is a four and a half. So in my like own uh, head canon, that's a uh, like not su- not the SS tier Brisson. That's only S tier yeah, Brisson. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know why, because a lot of my friends are just, like, feeling like that. Like, I yeah. just, in my head, I just feel like I like Four Nights of a Dreamer a little bit more. Yeah. But this last time, like, I've definitely bought Balazar's, you know. This is exactly how I felt. Like, it's, um, it's this is now, like, S-tier, S-S-tier Rupert But I do think part of it is because, like, it is that depressing aspect of it. Yeah. Like, why, for me, Tokyo Tile is still in some, in some ways not, like, I still give it five stars, but it's still not as good as, like, Good morning to me, or an uh, yeah. autumn afternoon, because those movies feel a little lighter, and that's kind of what I like about Ozu. Yeah, and then in some ways, that's still what I like about Prasanna in the most ways is like some of his lighter moments, even yeah. his heavy movies. Um, but that's why that gets to me to, to Balthazar this time is saying like, I still see a lot of the depressing moments, but now that I know it a lot more, I'm seeing a lot of the lighter moments yeah. as well. Especially the scenes with Balthazar, like oh, honestly, man. some of the best Prasanna uh, oh, of all time. Dude. And for what Blake said is. Uh, an animal, like the, especially the way Brisson films the animal, it does such a good way of conveying his idea of how all humans, or at least most humans that don't have any power over their own situations, are kind of just at the will of uh, men greater than them. You yes. know what they decide. You know, uh, we especially see that with her father, where he's kind of dumb in some ways. You know, he like yeah. won't do the smart things in a lot of ways, and that's how she's controlled. Like she yeah. can't, she can't do anything about that. You know, and Brisson is like. Brisson is almost too honest about making you think about that, you know, about how yeah. many situations are like that around the world, you know? Uh, yeah, but uh, we also see all types of characters, though, which I like this time. It's like the donkey, like, I think both of you kind of mentioned this in your own way, is like the donkey's like leading us to yeah. uh, yes. these different people throughout society. And I thought you were going to say it, but I have it in my notes because there's a specific scene that will remind me of this, but really, he's kind of in some ways like Monster Hilo. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I'll I mention the scene now because I mentioned it. Uh, is when he escapes through the traffic away from the drunk dude. I I literally was like, this is like a scene that would be in traffic. It makes perfect sense. Like like QO through the traffic, you know, like uh, going the other way yeah. or something. Yeah, or like the tramp too. But uh, that's another thing. It's like I saw him as kind of like a trampish character too. But uh, yeah, I, I wonder what Brisson thought of Tati. If really, oh, I hope he liked him. Too. Uh, I, dude, I don't know. Uh, he had to. Yeah, like he was, there's there's no no tra- he was a uh, yeah. Literally, yeah, he had like, to. He had yeah, to. There's like no like music. Matching. There's barely any music in his movies. Oh, there is. There's quite a bit. Okay, there actually. is. Yeah, but yeah, it's like it's like so like maybe it's like there's not a lot of acting though. There's not a lot of acting though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question, and they're both French. Dude. And they lived at the same time. Like they ha- they hadn't known about each other. Like they could have been lovers. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, too far. Uh, anyway. too far. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, so I've been mentioning this uh, P. Adam Sydney guy, the guy that he's. Like, hey, well, he, he's who's this guy again? He's uh, a, him, well, he's a he's known as a writer of uh, one of the first writers of experimental cinema in America. Okay. Like writing about the history and stuff about experimental cinema in America. Yeah. But he he loves Brisson, like as one of the few narrative filmmakers he likes. Uh, no, he has a book. That, uh, like he's one of the person people I'm gonna read first when I get more into experimental, especially American experimental film. Like he knows a lot about the New York scene and stuff. Uh, 
Why, why are you laughing at that? No, I was, I, I, nothing, nothing. Okay, 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 you're laughing. But, uh, uh, I, 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 I got, I blanked out for a second. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> um, uh, I was like, okay, did I say something? <laughs> <laughs> we just gotta start, we just gotta start, like, we're gonna play laugh. Laugh. <laughs> just, just like, like, just what like, what like, but the reason I want to bring him up is because he says this is, uh, honestly, I just want to read his quote because, like, he says this is his favorite song movie. And honestly, one of his favorite okay, movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and because what you were saying about why you liked it reminded me of this quote. And, I, and so I'll read it and you'll see why. Uh, quote, because of the possibility that a scene might be only one shot or as long as the bar scene, the paraphrases of the plot outline written by Persona without literary models, and he indulges his love of intricacy. Uh, the ambiguity of events and of character, the ellipsis of decades or minutes, reversal of cause and effect, the subjective innovation, and because of the sudden changes in, in emphasis and scale, Al Hussard Balthazar continually vibrates with the visual rhetoric and aura of evocations, both moment by moment as a whole world, as a whole work, it excites my mind and passions as no other narrative film has. And then uh, he says a little after, in other words, it was Brisson's desire to make a film without virtually any protagonist. And then he says, uh, while Al Hussard Balthazar defines a society, the earlier film just defined a psyche. I think that's a really okay, good way. Yes, yeah. That's like it's like that's what makes Balthazar a little different than his previous movies. Honestly, yeah. It's more like about society based or world based versus the earlier movies that are about a psyche. Yes, yes. Know? And it's kind of like applying these same methods that Brazan's been using for the individual psyche, Damn. and applying it to society. And like he gets more in depth when he writes about the movie, but it, he does a really good job of explaining how like this movie is. It's so weird to watch because it goes back and forth between first person. And third person, right? Yes, like sometimes yes. it's first person. It's Balthazar's perspective. Yeah, sometimes we forget about Balthazar's yes, even there. Exactly. Like we just go straight to. The it's sometimes yeah. Balthazar's movies, but it's sometimes that it's not. Yeah. You know, uh, and it's sometimes Marie's movie. And you would think like if it wasn't Balthazar's movie, it would be Marie's movie. But there's also sometimes we just get the drunk, you know, by yeah, himself yeah, yeah. or just drunk in the Gerard. Like it's really, it's like uh, Michael Haneke says. Uh, let me read the. Uh, he says, "Quote: In fact, the film is not about anyone, and thus about everyone." A donkey has no psychology, only a destiny. The title is the pr- precise reflection of the film's intention. By chance, for instance, Balthazar. It could be anyone else, you or I. Brisson chose the name, he says, for its alliteration. That sounds arbitrary and a platitude, but it's actually just the opposite. It's like, it's like so true, because like, the more I watch it's like, yeah, Balthazar is really just leading us to all these yes, different moments yes. and different characters. Like, and it's like Brisson in a way is like almost like, in certain scenes he's almost trying to take almost two opposite characters and see what happens when you put him in a scene, like, almost like a scientist or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, what the scene that reminds me of that the most this time is, uh, like, Marie scene at the end, when it's yeah. like, like, why is this the guy she chooses to, like, give her last thoughts to, yeah. you know? Like, her, her thoughts that she wants to run away, she, like, confesses everything. Like, why is this the guy she chooses? Yeah. You know, this guy that basically is openly saying all he cares about is money and stuff. Yeah. But I don't think there's actually a reason why, there's not a reason you know, it's almost like Brisson's just trying to see like what we would think about what we, what happened if we he did that. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of little moments like that in, in this movie, um, and that's I think that's why I like it so much. Uh, yeah. But I think that was a good description. And uh, before we get into the movie, I wanted to read how Brisson and he did an interview with he's done a lot of interviews with Godard actually. Oh, are you going to say the Godard quote? Not the one you said. Uh, okay, you guys, yeah, 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 mentioned that song. Wait, what? You mentioned the quote. Uh, I actually don't have that written. Good art saying this is this movie is the world in ninety no, minutes. Damn, it's, I think that's that like, actually, that's actually goes, protects well with what you just said. What too, I just like, said is, quote: the earlier films define a psyche, and Al Hasard Balthazar defines a yeah, society. Yeah, it's like 
it truly feels like it, 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 I think it's like it's like what makes this film so humanist. It's like it, it's 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 like he's like almost like uh, it is him basically focusing on society and all the different types of society and just it, it really just feels like the world to me. Like yes. uh, yeah, it's so good. And then, and, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Good, good. Uh, in this interview, Brisson says this is the freest movie ever made. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think Pierre Sidney says that that's probably because uh, all his other movies before this had literary basis. Like, yeah. like I said, Crime and Punishment or uh, Diary of a Country Peace was based on a novel, Trial of Joan Arc. Um, but this one is the first one Brisson made up the whole story. Damn, like, yeah. it was his own idea of just to have a donkey. Awesome. But it's funny I say that because he's said that he, he kind of got the idea also from a Dostoevsky book. No, this feels like his most Dostoevsky movie to me, okay, honestly. Yes, <laughs> like exactly. Because Dostoevsky's, like, he he doesn't also follow one character. Well, what, it's what also, book, have you read The Idiot? Yes, that's that's what I was thinking. Exactly, yeah, because dude. The Idiot is exactly. the one where, The Idiot is the one where, that, the, 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 the character of The Idiot feels like Balthazar the most. Oh, oh Like, dude, Balthazar I mean, is I, obviously I the Holy Fool. That. He is definitely the, the characterization of the Holy Fool in a Dostoevsky movie, like, I wasn't going to read it, but now I kind of have to read it. But yeah, I have to read it. Uh, because there's a point in The Idiot where Mishkin, he yeah. was the idiot, he talks about how he basically came to this realization, how he's an idiot. Yeah, Damn, that's, uh, mean. that's mean. No, but, but really what Brassan means by The Idiot is, like, Brassan even says, uh, hold on, let me see. I didn't know I was going to say this. Okay, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll have to paraphrase then. Uh, but basically, there's a, there's a part in the book where Mishkin reflects back when he was in switzerland staying and he says during that time he saw a donkey uh just walking in a field and that's when he had the sudden realization and that's how persona describes like how he like came up with this idea of the movie too so like i say that he didn't have a little marvel even then like that's why yeah. i think it is in some ways it, it is his most dostoevsky book it's like all these are kind of like dostoevsky characters, characters is, is, is it more would you say it's more dostoevsky than four of a dreamer because that's like directly like adapting dostoevsky uh, no, I. It's funny. All of his moment character, all of his movies feel like Dostoevsky in some way, and you can tell he's heavily inspired. Um, but the reason I think that is is because I think I've mentioned this a little bit is all of Brisson's characters because they're models, you know. Yeah. They don't. In some ways, they don't f- feel like real people. They feel like kind of character types that we can kind of mold. You know, yeah. we can we can say, oh, this person stands for evil. You know, yeah. this person stands for good, or you know this. Or whatever kind of words we want to use, even more kind of more nuanced words than that. But uh, no, uh, that's okay, very, that's very John Ford, honestly. I just think that's think I randomly so? came to mind. Because I think a lot of people would say John Ford is very like moralistic, like he has a clear good. And evil. But but us, but isn't that what you just said? Like a, a character can represent just evil. Okay, like because yes. I was thinking of, like the characters themselves. Yeah, the mean? characters themselves. But what do you think? Do you think John Ford would have a position like okay, this is what he's saying is good and evil, you know? Uh, like. Like, what do you, what do you say? Like, this is what he's saying. Like, Gerard is not fully evil in this movie. He's more so... Like, you could read... It's kind of chaos. Could read him, like, chaos, like, desire. Yeah, like, he, yeah. he, 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 he can't control himself, basically. A I've lot like it, Michelle... Oh, a lot like well, Michelle um, Pickpocket or whatever. But. I've seen... I forgot what director was, but they're, they're kind of all, like, melting my head. But, like, uh, someone mentioned how, like, uh, Gerard or, like, what Brisson likes to show is entropy in his movies. You know, kind of just, like, the entropy of the world. Uh, and you can kind of say Gerard is that in some way. It's almost like this kind of chaos that exists in the world no matter what. And he's yeah. just like a... That's why he's like a represent... He's like a character representation of it, you know? Um, but I was like thinking of like Ford and like like the man shot Liberty Valance. Like uh, okay. uh, like Jimmy Stewart's character is like the moralistic, like lawful good, naive, yes. not lawful good. 
and uh, uh, Lee, Lee Cobb Lee Cobb's character would, is like literally the embodiment yes. of evil. I would actually agree with that. Yes, yeah, like where you would say Hawks is trying to show more naturalistic, real people. Yeah, you know, um, it's interesting you say that because I've actually thought about this in some ways where like. This is what uh, we talked when we talked about the models at the beginning of the episode and how like persona was just anti-expression and a lot of directors have taken that and just gone the opposite ways almost like kind of in reacting to persona. Yeah. Um, and I kind of think like there's a certain kind of stylist or a lot of stylistic acting. You know, as long as you have a certain style that stays the same, right? Um, that could become almost model like. You know, yeah. that can become okay. character like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like uh, like John Woo's acting. Oh, like Katana. Oh, oh Katana, same thing. Yeah, I mean, no. Like, honestly, Katano has a lot of like modelistic like the characters don't have a lot of emotions too. Yeah. Um, uh, but what, what do you? Oh, is there something more you want to say about that? Like, no. Okay. No, I was just thinking Katano. <laughs> yeah. because Katano is his own model basically. Like he, like you know, you like I, like he's not like really a blank canvas, blank blank canvas <laughs> model, I guess. But okay, I'm I'm, I'm stop, no, I see. Yeah. He has a very so, distinct like, style. He's very distinctly. Yes. Uh, yes. Like you know Katano. Whenever you see him on the screen, obviously. Because I've actually really thought about it. He is one of the more modern directors that reminds me of Brisson the most. Uh, especially especially in like the way he's very efficient with his action scenes. Like, oh my god, some of the best. Like just like just he'll show like a couple gunshots and then the after effects and that's all you need. You know? Yeah, because I think what you were trying to get to is like Brisson's model, he's known for that. Like, you know you're watching a yes. Brisson model. And they have a very sty- distinct yes. style. And John Woo, like what you were saying. Yes. Obviously, you know you're watching a John Woo yes. movie whenever yes. you're watching it. So. Oh, it's the same thing, right? Oh, the style has been very distinct. Sure, yeah. It's not like from movie to movie, they're like, okay, now you're trying to play what was like Abraham Lincoln actually like or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, if you're Abraham Lincoln, you're still my actor first and foremost, you know? Because that's more honest, you know. Instead yeah, of being yeah, like, yeah. Well, I don't know what. Cause, Honesty. Like, what? Well, are you getting like, to Spielberg? Are you like? Is that like a bad? Uh, well, John, or John Ford like, has <laughs> young Mr. Lincoln. No, but because uh, like, uh, I was thinking about maybe like let's say like a uh, Barry Lyndon, uh, not Barry Lyndon. If Kubrick made his Napoleon movie, yeah. How do you think the acting style would have been in that compared to something that's going to be in like this Napoleon movie now? Yeah, probably. You know? pretty, uh, it'll be like this one. will probably like, oh, let's try to make it like how it actually was in that time. You know, what'll be yeah, like super yeah. dramatic or something. Uh, let's, like how he was when he was hot-headed or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel, you know I feel, what I mean, though. Like, I thought Kubrick, Kubrick probably would have pl- uh, pl- uh, pl- like portrayed Napoleon as like pretty dumb, honestly. Like maybe kind funny. of like a Barry Lyndon character. Funny. Barry Lyndon character. Like, I think he had yeah. a lot of respect from Napoleon. Did he? Though. Okay. Yeah. I don't you know. He is British. So. But wasn't Napoleon like no? Napoleon. He's a Kubrick's not British. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He made all his movies of British. <laughs> stop, stop. British filmmaker. <laughs> Is, 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 is Chaplin American filmmaker? Well, actually, Chaplin's more. Probably exactly. more. I mean, honestly, he's British nationality. Chaplin, I can but... see the argument for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's see. British nationality. Hitchcock is not. American Hitchcock is not an American filmmaker. Stop. Hitchcock? Yeah. Wait, do you actually think he's an American filmmaker? He made That's most, his argument. He made most of his movies in America. <laughs> uh, when he started out, he was more American. Yeah. Yeah, but they moved to him. All of his well, a lot of his well-known movies. He's a Hollywood filmmaker. So. Probably is what the best way to say it. Hollywood filmmaker. I like that too. Yeah, I'll, I'll, that's a happy medium. Yes, Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood director. I'll play some Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, not yeah. American. We went off the rails yeah, a lot of there. Honestly, okay. I just wanted to read this last Prasanko, and then we'll get into the movie. <laughs> we, <laughs> we are going long. As, yeah, we're <laughs> we should have known this was gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, okay, but anyway, because I think this is like this is in this interview, Prasan basically gives you what the movie is. This is yeah. what he was trying to go for. And I, I think it's pretty cool. So, quote: The film takes two ideas, two schemes, if you like, as a point of departure. First scheme: the the donkey takes the same steps in his life that man does. That is to say, childhood, maturity, 
talent, the genius brilliance of midlife, and then the mystical period that becomes before death. Second scheme, which overlaps with this one and becomes part of it. The trajectory of this donkey that happens upon different groups representing the vices of humanity from which they suffer and die. So these two, these are the two schemes, and that's why I mentioned the vices of humanity. Because the donkey itself can't suffer from beauty, nor from charity, nor from intelligence. It's obliged to suffer from what makes us suffer. And that's kind of amazing, because, like, he's almost trying to say, like, the animal's, like, given these things, you know? Like, it has no choice to experience beauty or suffering, you know? Both. And that's kind of what I think he's trying to say, and what Blake was saying earlier, like, that's true with the human, too. But he doesn't yeah. want to say it, you know? Because yeah. people will get offended by that. Like, you know, humans have, like... There's a natural reaction to us to be like, no, we have way more free will than what an animal does. You know, an animal actually doesn't know what's going on compared to us. Yeah. But then, what the theme of Brisson's whole movie is, it's like, we actually don't know what's going on as much as an animal yeah. really does. Yeah. And I, I like what you said before, because I think you said, is like, once they're, once his characters have that realization, uh, that intelligence hits them, like, that's whenever they lose it, basically. Because yes. that happens, like, we'll, we'll talk about the that, Mouchette, the end of this movie, like, yep. it happens exactly. in that. And that's also, like, exactly. a huge thing in Dostoevsky, is once his character, his, the holy fools realize, and stuff like that. Like, yes. Or what that realization means. It can be positive yeah. or negative, as we see. Yeah. You know? Damn, that's, yeah. No, because the end of this movie, yeah. That's, I think that's another reason why it hit, really, for me that time, is, like, to me, Marie's, ex- like, that kind of realization that Marie has at the end of this movie, and that explains why she does after, what she does after, and how it ends is really, like, a, like, a major part of the movie for me. But I guess we'll yeah. get to that, so... Um, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll start with the movie, Balthazar. Um, what do you, the English name, by the way, it's... Uh, by Chance Balthazar. By Chance Balthazar. Oh, I... uh, but also a rhyming title. Uh, Al- Al- yeah, Al- yeah, Al- 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 uh Yeah, but I love... Uh, uh, yeah, I think it was Michael Haneke that I just read. The, the, the way he explained By Chance Balthazar, that it could be anyone. You know, yeah, it's supposed yeah, to yeah. be, like... That's the idea of the movie, you know? Uh, um, it's funny, because Tarkovsky has this quote um, that he loves Brisson when he's not symbolic, and he mentions, like, the ending of Mouchette that we'll get to next week, and I guess I'll mention this quote later, hopefully if I remember. But basically, I'm getting to the point that he doesn't like when Brisson is symbolic, really. But I kind of disagree at certain moments, because this movie does have, like, and I, the reason I bring that up is because the beginning of this movie is kind of just, like, little symbolic moments of, like, they the kids find Balthazar. Yeah. They baptize Balthazar. You know, they're like yeah. praying to him and stuff, and like it's just supposed to be like little, almost like representational moments of like, to me, it's supposed to be like this kind of heaven, maybe that, like, I've noticed even in our, my own life, like how most people, a lot of people, feel very nostalgic about their childhood, no matter what. Yeah. You know, like they kind of put this kind of heavenly glow on it. Because because they're kind of protected from the like in a way they're shielded from the yes. realities of the yes, world yes, when yes. you're a child. <laughs> Yes, yes, before they knew about him. Yes, right? yes. Um, yes, exactly. It's the childhood naivety. And we're kind of getting like, these little glimpses of images of it's that. It's just innocence. Yeah. I wouldn't say naivety. I think it's just innocence. So. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Like, that's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, that's Obayashi's that, whole thing. It's like, yeah, since lost. Like, in a lot of his movies. Yeah. So. And that's the big debate, right? In what's innocence versus naivety? Like, no, that's true, yeah. That's why, the, that's, why uh, that's a lot of people's interpretation of why Adam and Eve uh, chose to eat the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. Right? Instead of saying yeah. innocent. Because they didn't want to be naive. Um, no, but yeah, no, because a lot of people say the animals are naive, uh, or how like uh, the people. That's why I love the the idiot too, because um, the whole point of that book in some ways is how like because he's naive, he's smarter than everyone else. Yeah. And that's why he's also an idiot, and that's yeah. kind of like what this movie is about in some ways too. Like the, the donkey is almost just by his look and his understanding that he has to accept whatever is happening, and maybe only in little moments can he like escape and stuff. 
um, he understands actually more than all these other humans that are just kind of fighting that realization. Yeah. And I, I love, like, uh, that, and for me, the favorite, the best example is that the guy, is the guy at the end who's like, he's already old. Like, we see he's old, but then she's like, um, you're old. You should be worried about dying or something like that. Oh, and yeah. And he's like, uh, oh, I'm not old enough for all that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. damn, it's like, there's certain people that just can't think about it. Well, yeah, he's he, like he, said, he, said, he said he hates, exactly. like, yeah. two things, right? And one of them is death. Like, yeah. he hates death, apparently. I, I have the quote. Oh, no, he said, I love money and I hate death. I yeah, think that's yeah, what he said. Yeah. No, there's a, there's, that's a theme of uh, Brasson's movies we'll see in some of these later ones of, there's, like, a character that just loves money, like, that philosophy, almost yeah. what that means. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, I mentioned that how like a lot of these brief moments are kind of like these kind of like Blake said moments of innocence or you know childhood memories that maybe Marie will have in her head that we never see as flashbacks, but probably what she's keeping in her head. It's also just like it. like it's like it's obviously obviously Balthazar's been par- he's gonna he's going to par- parallel with the humans their entire like this entire movie. But you can feel like this is probably the only time Balthazar is actually going to be happy in the movie, too. Because, mm. like, like he's not a beast of burden yet. No. Like, this is yes. the moment, this is his moment in life where he also doesn't have any expectations. He's innocent as well. Yep. Like, nothing's expected of that's him. That's the parallel, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think there's anything specific that we see with him, maybe, that's different? Because, uh, and the reason why I mentioned that is because, like, I think that's true. But I also love the details on that Brisson focuses on the differences between the two. And, like, what I mean by that is, like... Uh, Balthazar's realization of that life is it cuts to uh, him being whipped. Yeah. Like only that a donkey that only a donkey could understand really. Like even us humans we don't get whipped anymore. You know it's yeah, like yeah. for us we don't get whipped like a donkey does. Um, so like it's almost in some ways like Brisson is even like being like we don't have it as bad as this. You know it could be worse for us in some ways. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's all, at least the opinion I get watching some of Balthazar scenes is like it could be this. You know. Because uh, I just love the. Yeah, it's like it's like it's just like hard cut to all of a sudden he's being whipped, you know, and that that's all we need to know is like okay, he's a, he's grown up now, yeah. you know, like he's now he's yes. in the real world, uh, and then it shows the years go by as like the cards yes. going by, uh, uh, once again just one shot, and then I forgot who owns him this first time, but it, this is when he runs away back to Marie. Uh, yeah, well, it isn't isn't the guy he is is it the scene where he's a. Uh, He's pulling the guy with all the hay, and then it tips over. Yep, yeah. Uh, and then the guy, <laughs> he runs away. It's so funny, because the guy is like, immediately what happens, he immediately just goes, gets a mom. Well, that's, a <laughs> try and yeah, like, yeah. that's what I'm saying, funny. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's like, not explained. It's like, what, this guy's a clown. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> why is he getting on this guy? Like, for like yeah, well, why are you so mad about this bro? Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe drive a little better. You're the yeah. one that fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, the, some of these open scenes, have you guys seen Donkey and Ramen Village? No. Oh, yeah, dude, you guys gotta watch that. It's great. Yeah. But uh, it's a very similar kind of thing. Honestly... Yeah, it's 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 more uh, like societal, even based on this one. I we mean. need like a donkey cinematic universe where we get like those two donkeys uh, from that movie. This monkey, the donkey from Donkey Skin. I knew, that's all. I knew. You were, <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. And then we'll have to have a court to see whether or not that counts as a real donkey. <laughs> oh, because it shits diamonds, dude. Don't you remember? But she's not real. There's a real it's donkey at the at very the beginning. Yeah, because the, they, 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 cut, they cut the skin. It's not about the donkey. It's a donkey <laughs> in a movie. That it shits diamonds, so it's cool. Or right, we can have cool. maybe a short clip of the end of donkeys with movies in Or movies with donkeys in them. Yeah, donkey skin number one. Alright. Okay, it's, it's 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 between these. The, the donkey skin. And no, donkey to Robin Village. It might be better. I still haven't seen it. You should watch it. It's on YouTube, everyone. But, no, I just reminded me of something that has a... Some of these same kind of scenes. Yeah. It has some I, of the same I, scenes of like, yeah. but that one has like religious priests doing it, mm. where they're like, it just like doesn't make any sense why they're getting all these group of mob priests to chase, <laughs> chase a single donkey. And they'll just cut this donkey by himself, you know? It's like it's just so funny. Uh, but yeah, like Brisson's doing the same thing. Um, 
But then it runs away back to Marie's house, and uh, I guess that's how it. That's how we're, we come back to Marie. Like yeah. it's funny because we think it's it's he's so it's, the way he introduces the movie is we think we're gonna follow Marie and Balthazar, right? Yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah. But then it cuts to years later, Balthazar with someone else. Yeah. So like, okay, now Balthazar someone else, but he runs away immediately to Marie. So like, yeah. okay, we're back to Marie and Balthazar again. Yeah, it's like yeah. So now we, but it's like by chance, you know. Yeah. That we're back to Marie. Just fate, yeah. Yeah. So that that's why we that's how we get back to Marie's story anyway. And then we, yes. we learn about how uh, the dad is a school teacher um, yes. that like got land. Yeah, from we should else. we should mention Anne Wyszynski because she's I like she's so good. Str- like one of the most striking actresses. Like is there anything specific that comes to mind? Well, her face, her face of course. Yes. I mean, like <laughs> it's like just easily. Is this the first movie? Yeah, because and then Godard basically like uh, it's like okay, you're an actress. Now. You're you're you're, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're not a model anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then he uh, he married her too. Actually. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know the. Uh, and then Pasolini, Pasolini used her too, like, uh, which is like kind Have of. Have you seen like, any of his Pasolini movies? Uh, Theorem, I've seen or Theorem, is the English name. Dustin loves it. What what Godard Godard movies is she in? Lashing Wall Weekend. Um, okay. Top Bien. Uh, she's in the 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 documentary about the Rolling Stones. Apparently, I've heard. I haven't seen it. All I remember is La Chien. Uh, La Chien Chien Wai, or yeah. La Chien Wai, yeah. She's really good in that. Oh, she's I think that's the one I've seen. I, need, I actually need to... I, I've been thinking about rewatching it now. Cause it's, I just remember there's like a really funny scene with her in that movie. Though. I can't remember exactly. I just remember it being really funny. Okay, okay. I, mean, I feel bad. That, that, the movie's just really funny. To be honest, no, but yeah. No, but I, yeah no, that's, I'm glad you pointed it out. Cause like, she's amazing. Uh, it's honestly both their faces that carry the movie in some ways. You know, uh, their close-ups are really... Like, I think she genuinely has like one of just... Easily one of the most memorable faces out of anyone. Like you truly can't forget it. It's just so unique. Is there anything specific? Why? Like, is there? It's just I don't. It, it, it's it, kind of innocent. It kind of speaks for itself. Like I don't know. It's just something. I don't know. It's it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. You just kind of have to look at it and you yeah, yeah, understand. Yeah. Like it's it's just understandable. No, it's no probably not eyes. It, but also yeah, just probably. her face too. Like her just the rest of her face too. Like um, yeah, I, there's a certain maybe sadness. I don't know. It's like there's a kind of sadness, especially in the in these in this movie where she we see the close of her. There is a kind of sadness in her face. On her mouth yeah. too, or just yeah. like the way her like, like lower it, lower yes, exactly. face. But yeah, anyways, but, we're like analyzing, <laughs> super analyzing. But, but yeah, it th- that makes sense because that's how Persona literally says how he casts his models and stuff. In a lot of ways. Damn. Actually, yeah. in his notes, he says he starts by the voice. He okay. hears how their voice sounds, and then he likes other you know how they look and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, then we get some. Uh, we get introduced to Gerard too. This kind of chaotic force we've been saying as he does do the painting, as he uh, puts the, the oil, oil on the slicks, ground yeah. on the oil slicks. And I love this the single shot. Was it on, this is, honestly okay? You mentioned Hulo. No, this is also trappy. Ma- I, was, I was saying Mon Uncle too. When the kids were like pranking oh, the car, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, just thought of that. Like, yeah, that's kind of. Honestly, dude, because I've been saying that. Remember how, I think, I, I might have said this off mic, uh, or I don't remember, honestly, but how I was saying, like, uh, like, Brasson, like, maybe gets taken a little more serious filmmaker because he has a little more deeper, not, uh, deeper's the wrong word, but it's, like, more emotionally deep in some ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus Tati's a little more lighter. Yeah. But it's, like, the same, very same thing, you know? Instead of, like, well, yeah. Brasson is, like, uh, Tati's kids are younger. Yeah. You know, and it's a little more light. Well, I've heard a lot of people like, compare them, the, the two, like, uh, like, Okay. Um, which I kind of I do agree with like like I saw someone someone there's a letterbox review I love it which uh, says playtime uh, playtime is a uh, Brazon four hundred percent zoomed out Brazon okay and I like that but any, anyway yes Brazon in all wide shots because one of Brazon's things was he only used a fifty also like Osu he only used a fifty millimeter lens 
Which, yeah. if you know about that, it's like basically you have to be pretty close to the person. Yeah. That's what you used to put a like pretty close, like in the same room versus like Tati's wide lenses. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get a huge room and stuff. Uh, but yeah, we'll keep going to uh, basically this is kind of this is where we get some more like kind of poetic or symbolic scenes where it's like she crowns him for the oh, first time. I, I love and this. And honestly, oh, such my, a great shot. So these, if you really pay, I don't know if you have to really pay attention, but you can kind of realize it. And I'm so glad these movies are restored um, on Criterion and stuff. Yeah. But these are some of the two. In their own different, very different ways, some of the two best-looking black and white movies you'll ever see. You'll ever see in terms of yeah. lighting. Okay. Like, yes. Because Pickpocket is basically very flat lighting, like very br- light. Like if you watch, if you go back and look, like a lot of it's very lit the whole time. Even the black scenes are kind of light, you know. Versus this movie, you see a lot of dark shadows. Yeah. Um, especially in certain scenes. Um, and Brisson was like, uh, like uh, in that interview I've mentioned with Godard, he was like very proud that he only filmed everything yeah. in sunlight. Um, yeah. Especially, or except for these night. Yeah. That's why these night. There's, there's like, but especially the scene where she's crowning. It's like there's like the steaminess to it. I don't know how to describe it. Like the way it looks. It's like it almost feels like, it, it feels ethereal to me. And I, uh, I don't, I don't know if any of y'all share this. <laughs> well, I think, like, like kind of dreamlike, kind of. And yeah, like, dreamlike is a good way to say. It. I think that's important because that's why I was saying symbolic. There's a lot of different words for that. Maybe it doesn't feel like this is. It feels like a film. Like, uh, it feels like not true reality in some ways yes. you know like a feeling of reality more than like that you yeah. know and there's like and the they, reason they, i say that is uh i just want to mention that to support your point is the scene is more because she's like crowning balthazar or something you know basically seeing him as like good and this yeah. is how the scene this is where i saw this time like her almost turned to evil too because uh-huh. if you watch the scene she goes she crowns him and then she goes and sits on the bench for almost like she's being dragged to uh like and then she just goes and puts her hand on the, the bench like she knows like there's a and the way he hangs on in her hand, like yeah. almost like she's waiting for like a dark presence to touch it, and then she's yeah. she she does feel it for a little bit, and then she goes and runs away, and that's when Gerard comes and takes the donkey. Okay, she kind of accepts it. Yeah, yes. in some yeah. ways, because it's actually I forgot to mention too, like before she puts her hand down, she's actually holding her heart. Yeah, she's like holding her heart, and then she puts her hand. Well, and also, down. Uh, yeah, before before you move on, I also love how nothing is like I don't I don't think there's any dialogue in this. No, because like nothing, n- there's no explanation why she crowns him, why no. anything's happening really. No, it just it, I think that adds kind of like the dream like feel to this no yeah and that's that's why this is said more like to me this time when she had her hand on her heart and then she puts it down almost like she's being like drawn to evil like you yeah know? she's like yeah this is like Gerard's first she's like this is kind of how they get together too i think the yeah. first time well yeah uh, i guess yeah the first interaction There's first also, interaction like the, 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 the yeah. car scene yeah, is like probably the most pivotal okay yeah because because it does cut to him beating the donkey they take the donkey beat him yeah and then it cuts to him in church yeah uh, oh, <laughs> like in the choir yeah uh, well, and yeah, like uh, the half movie also like it, there's also subtle hints like Bersonian like kind of like things, uh, uh, cinemat- cinematic ways of uh, explaining like who Gerard is because like if you yeah. know it's like every time he's on the side of the road when a car comes by there's most times when a car comes by and he stops what he's yeah. doing to hide so basically to hide basically what he really is because yeah. like yeah. the the figure he really is, is like what's at church but like no. he wants to hide like the exactly what he's doing like the chaos in him yes. I guess. No, I, no, I noticed that too because when it, it's a little later when he's about to light the donkey, he does that. Yeah. when he stops for a second. He, he, he has a multiple no, he does it multiple yeah, times. Yeah, the whenever he's about to light the donkey, whenever he's about to, uh, I thought it was a rape scene, but apparently not. It, it, she it, falls it, in love with him, but it's it starts um, out as one because he does it's that. Like that a car also that's the complicated thing about then, it. So. I think it does start out. It is yeah implied that this but, is what I was saying. This scene movie more than the other <laughs> is like, or it feels like. It's not supposed to be direct reality. It's supposed yeah. to be, he's supposed to, in some ways, he's showing a metaphor in visual terms or something, or yes. an allegory or something, or however you want to put it. Because, like, 
Well, the fighting, the e- like, the evil that you were talking about, if he is, like, this force of evil or this force of chaos that she wants, then her, like, fighting him at the very beginning of that scene yes. is definitely, like, symbolic of her fighting. Like, she doesn't actually, no. like, this weak well, type of fighting, like, I don't actually want this, but then, like, it it's whatever it comes down to it. Like, it's she both. accepts it, so. That's why I think it's, like, uh, it's supposed to be both. Like, this scene is supposed to try to show, like, almost like there, you know uh, how I was saying, uh, Syn- uh, what is it, uh, Synecdoche is? Yeah. Uh, a whole a part of that shows the whole it's like this one scene of them chasing each other around the car you don't know if he's trying to rape her or if she's in love or what's happening yeah and then it it just basically implies that they do get together yeah, yeah. but this one scene is supposed it's a to reluctant show, it's reluctant though. yeah but it's supposed yeah. to show like through this kind of like only a cinema cinematic uh a way cinema can this kind of tension that she feels both yeah. sides like she's drawn to him and she doesn't know why and she, know? she's trapped by him i think yes. is, is the most yes. important part because no, she, she starts to run away but then realizes like she can't get away so she might as well submit no and then yeah uh, so. which is what belchazar has to feel so yep. yes. um, movie, so. um and I, the, the devil probably we're doing that the last week of rasan but there's a quote that i, I always uh that's, that's always in my head because it has a very similar theme of a woman that is choosing between two guys and she tells one of the guys, she says, it's you I love, with him it's something else. And then she goes with the other guy. And it's not explained after that. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's kind of similar with how she treats both Balthazar and Gerard. It's a big Jules and Jim thing, too. It's what? It's a big Jules and Jim thing, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but it's kind of just like, why do we do things? We don't even know sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, also, you, the so, wait, uh, who's the guy that, like, the, 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 the good boy, the goody two-shoes that, like, Loves her in the devil probably in Alistair Bazaar. Yeah. Oh, because that, that's oh, why she, 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 it's like Jacques. Yeah, Jacques. That's like yeah. similar to yep, same kind of thing. Yeah, 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 same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think Jacques and Balthazar are kind of similar. Like, okay, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, honestly, Balthazar is more like her parallel. Like uh, the way P. Adam Sydney puts it is like they share the same soul. Like, yeah, literally, yeah, 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 yeah. And honestly, that's the best explanation for why she ends up with that guy at the end, the money yeah. guy, because that's where Balthazar is. Yes, yeah, sure. I think really the only thing I can think of like why she would go to that guy, you know. But uh, um, we'll keep going in the movie's sake. Uh, I do want to mention one another one of these uh, techniques that I said that Brisson uses in his movies that PM City mentions. Uh, have you guys heard what uh, histron proteron is? No clue. I never heard of it. I guess it's probably a literary term, but it's pretty simple. It's basically where you put. Uh, um, basically, it's where you reverse cause and effect. And I'll show you an example to make sense. So in this in this scene, uh, we learn it's where the father. It's talking to the lawyer. Do you remember the scene? Where they're so. talking about yes. how, like, uh, basically the, the 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 lawyer's reading this letter, and he's saying, uh, you're going to have uh, this land to take care of. I trust you with it. And it's being read that we think, oh, this guy's being given land right now to take care of. Yeah. And then, it, and then we learn right after that actually this letter was from 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, and now he's yeah. being sued because yeah. he didn't handle the land yeah. properly. But we learn it in reverse. Like, it's almost like he's... Uh, he puts the like I said. He, he uh, puts the he reverses cause and effect, and Brisson does that all throughout the movies where he's like he wants to keep you guessing. You know, he wants you to feel ambiguous. Yes. Like, is that actually what happened? Like, yes. you know, that kind of stuff just to keep your attention throughout the movie. You know, um, yeah. So I just want to point that out, but we'll keep going to. Um, we do see Jock come back, and it's almost like maybe in a different life she would have ended up with Jock, and the father would have been okay. You know, yeah. it's almost like if the father would made the right decision, she would end up with Jock. But the father makes the wrong decision. He like fights back. You know, he doesn't want to talk to him at all and stuff. Uh, you know the same time. No, about, yeah, you know? no. I think yeah. I think this whole this whole movie is trying to say like pride is pride is what caused 
her downfall specifically too. Well, also the pride and, of men, the pride, and, of, the pride yes. of men, the pride of her father, just well, the yeah. pride of people that her are in control. And shows how she's yeah. trapped in it, and she yeah. she doesn't have the free will that we talked about before. Like, oh, dude, to break out of it. It's uh, it's 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 good you say that because like the end of that this movie where she's honestly talking to Jockey, and I guess because okay, yeah. it's, it's kind of relevant where she's saying like, oh, if I, if only I could believe, and I think it's a person commenting on like how most films would end too. It's like, if only I could believe that there was a man that could come and say, it's not your fault, um, I'm here for you now, uh, then I could just be with you. But now that I know reality is different. Uh, yeah. And it's like, she, I think she understands that her pride has, like, even though she knows she's in a system greater than herself, she knows her pride is also part of it. You know, oh, it yeah. can't. It's not just black and white like that, which is Brisson's whole thing. It's not just black and white. Like, we all are in this world, so we're partly to blame for it. Yeah. You know? uh, which makes it so complicated, but... That's why I think Jacques, Jacques is a important character, too. Because uh, it would be easier for her to just take uh, to end up with Jacques. Like, I think that's why he kind of is in this movie. For, yeah. like, why doesn't you just go with him? Why doesn't you just go with him? Yes. You know? uh, so we go back to... Uh, so the I want to ask you this. The person, the, the woman that helps Gerard, you know, the... You guys know who Gerard is now, by yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the woman that helps Gerard, the, is, I, that, is, is that his the, mother? N- I thought it was her mother. Isn't that the yeah, it's, mother it's, of... No, no, no. There's a different woman that oh, helps okay. him. Remember that gives him, like... No, I thought, I, I thought they were the same person. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I thought, they were st- I thought uh, that was the mother of, uh, of no, no. the girl. Well, actually, is that... That's actually another point. Because um, Piano Sydney says Marie's mother, he never thought was her mother every time he'd watch it. He always thought that was just a housekeeper. Oh, okay. Uh, and then someone else had told him, no, that was Marie's mother. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because we brought this up with Sai, too. Where, like, he never brings up directly if they're people related. Yeah, if they're related or not. And you really can never tell, even by their family relations. Like, uh, Marie, the way Marie and the mother are treated, like, they're probably more mother and daughter, but they're treated less so. Versus, like, this woman that helps Gerard that I don't think is supposed to be his mother. I don't think it is. But she helps him like she is. You know, she helps him like a mother. You know, she, like, defends him and stuff, even when she steals. So it's kind of weird, like, that kind of, like, what what family relations are really you know uh that's something else we brought up aside that i wanted to bring no, up yeah. this. um he's very amb- ambiguous with certain family relations throughout the movie uh but so we keep going to uh damn where are we uh the, well, the woman helps gerard oh yeah we go back to the woman helps well, you were just talking about that i don't know like uh, oh yeah okay uh he d- we do see, I guess the one time, the reason why he shows this is, like, we see the money that he's going to steal later. Yeah. Um, but we go back to, uh, actually, that's why I'm confused, because we already talked about this car scene. But, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I had a lot on that, but I guess we kind of talked about it. Uh, I guess the reason, the one thing I can bring up is, uh, P.M. Sidney points this out, that every time we hear this radio now, uh, it's, like, supposed to represent that they make love you know yeah. and at the same time it's supposed to kind of represent like a change of the season too like almost oh, like a passage okay. of time at the same time uh so he's kind of like using us both i like, mean i did think it was very obvious the musical choice was new like like new music in france for the young kids yes for oh, sure yeah, yeah especially yeah. In, especially in terms of like the area they live in so no this is definitely a rural area but uh but we'll go to this kind of... Uh, well, maybe we'll just talk about this whole character, what you guys think about him. Uh, he kind of gets introduced, like, 30 minutes in the in the movie as uh, the drunk. 
Um, yes. Because uh, he's honestly... Because he'll come back in Machete, too. And he's a very uh, similar character. He's so, so funny. Like, uh, it, it, uh, obviously, like, the end of his character... Oh, no. Well, I think his role... To me, I think his role is so great because this whole time... We've seen uh, Gerard as like this kind of he would be the normal bad guy, yeah. and so all of a sudden we're introduced like to this murderer who doesn't know he's a murderer. Yeah, <laughs> and almost like Gerard is like seen as like he's almost like put like he's putting he's, these two characters against each other to see who you're going to cheer for, you know? Like, like, like and like now Gerard's like the moral like yeah, like, trying, like he's like, on the moral high yeah, yeah, moral yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and like, there's a great visual moment where like uh, what, what was the reason why the drunk got like had to use his fingerprints? In the police station, like well, they, so they just suspected him. and so and so when when uh, when uh, Gerard was confronting him about it, you slightly see the hand and you see the thumb. Yeah, because he's like he's like yeah, I know you bet the yeah. police station. You kind of see the yeah. thumb. It's like such a great like visual yeah. like yeah because uh, it's it's honestly a great moment where they confront him after and like he punches yeah. him and stuff. Yes, because yeah. it's also another moment where like he punches him and then uh, Marie tries to stop him. And she slaps him. He slaps yeah, her back twice. twice yeah. And then they hug each other and go, and they keep going. Oh my god. Like, and it's like, it's another one of those moments where it's like, not direct, like. It's not real. It's not a real thing that happens. It's not real. In, but, but like, it's not like, a real moment, but you can like, see yeah. it, like, it happens. Yeah, like, that's time, what, yeah, right? like, 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 like different literally way, you know? what's on screen never happens, but like, it perfectly happens. Kind of what actually yes, happens. Yes, exactly, dude. Yes. Exactly. The, the Bob Star has so many of those moments. Yes, dude. Yes. Uh-huh. Where it's like, if you were taking it too literally, it wouldn't make sense. But if you take it, like, almost like. To me, it's like poetically, like Just a cinema poetics, abusive relationship. You know? Yeah, yeah. Perfectly, like uh, exactly. Uh, In a way, uh, through images, right? Yes, it's not yes. words, right? No, basically, no words. Um, but yeah. Uh, so he, this is how he ends up with the drunk. Basically, the drunk uh, says he's yeah. gonna take him instead. Uh, and, we, and one of my favorite shots of the movie. I, what do you? Uh, when he's praying, and then cut shortcut. Well, doesn't the drunk take him because he's sick? Aren't they, they're about yeah. to kill oh, him? Yeah, about so to kill they're about like, to kill I'll him. take him. Because yeah, like, yeah, if he can stand, yeah. I'll take. Like basically, like so by yeah. chance. But, but is this yeah. is this when he when he's praying like, oh, Lord, please, uh, I don't want everyone to drink again. Hard <laughs> cut to him for drinking. Yes, okay. Yes. Okay. No, I love that scene. that scene is like because do you remember that Lubitsch scene I posted of like the drunk? Yeah, Dan Dan Yeah, Dan That's classic like persona low silent film. It's inspired by silent film. That's like a silent. That's like a silent film cut through and through. Okay, yeah. That but, uh, for sure is, yeah. But the, the one I'm talking about is like right after he decides to take Balthazar because he is sick, uh, he's walking with, they show a shot of them walking together. They come to this fountain and uh, he literally looks up like he's looking directly at the camera. And then he says, uh, being on the road cured him as Balthazar is like drinking water. And that's yeah. like all it took. Yeah. It's like sometimes, you know, just walking is all it takes. Uh, I just love that Or moment. just changing a situation yeah, is all yeah. it takes. Yep, exactly. Uh Cause and I love how he looks up. He like literally looks up, just looks like directly at the camera, and there's no camera shot. Like we never see who he's talking to or anything, and then it ends. When, I like, thought I was talking to the lady right next to him. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I have a screenshot of it. Damn, too, okay. He's like looking straight ahead too. Um, but there might be a lady there that I don't know. I think there was a lady there, there but uh, so on the other side, you know, maybe that's that. But um, but and then he walks away, and it, like, we're fine, we're kind of following the drunk now, and it's one of these like random moments. We'll get a few of these in these later Brisson scenes where like. Uh, later Brisson movies where there's like this random intellectual conversation that happens almost like out of the blue. Yeah. That's like the one in this one. That's very Bellatar it. too. Uh, uh, kind of. Bellatar yeah. definitely. Yeah, which definitely. Bellatar definitely was Brisson. Bellatar 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 like, when I first think of someone like, uh, philosophical like discussion like, or just like monologue out of nowhere, I think of Bellatar. Like, have you seen The Turn Wars? Oh, yeah. Also, both hugely inspired by Dostoevsky. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. and Dusty, I mean, he's the king of those, so... <laughs> yes. Uh, no, Bellatar, oh my god. I mean, we'll, we'll probably get to him someday, because I, I haven't seen all of his movies yet. I've only seen Have three. you seen Turn Wars? No, I've only seen... Ooh, I've, yeah, I actually, I've only seen two. I've seen Sot and Tongo and Damnation, for you sure. You haven't seen Wordmaster Harmony? No, I've never seen Wordmaster Harmony. Oh my god. Harmonies yet. Okay, I have, Bellatar I've, is definitely in the Dusty. I haven't seen Sot and Tongo yet. It's like... Oh, Sot and Tongo is... It's a, it's Long. oh it's I know it's, I know it's, it's amazing, yeah. but it's definitely very bleak too. So I love it. Give it to me. Give okay, it to me. there's bleakness I love. Any, anyway, yeah. yeah. No, no. Uh, the reason why I want to mention the scene because I mentioned earlier about the whole like monitor's painting with the him doing the oil spills. Um, but in this scene, the reason why I mentioned that is because in this scene, the one of the guys says he's literally an action painter, and that was like yeah. whole, that was like a whole thing during this time. And just a random thing, I, I watched the trial the other day, rewatched it. Yeah. And do you remember that weird guy who's like in his own room painting and stuff? He says he's an action painter. Oh, for real? Yeah, okay, I just realized damn. I only had that on my mind because I just read this and stuff. Okay, damn. But uh, this was obviously on the mind during this time period. Yeah. Um, this kind of, uh, and I'll read you what kind of what action painting was, just like a brief description. So the guy that coined the term, he defined action painting as. Uh, the change affected by a brand of automatic painting from treating the canvas as a place to rendering a prior image to approaching it as a site for action. So basically seeing it as the canvas a site for action instead yeah. of uh, making an image. And then uh, uh, another divesh- another guy, Wayne Fromm, and he, he defines it as action painting as the attempt to move beyond a de- detached Renaissance perspective in which a subject is placed in a fixed position before gaining access to the surrounding world. Instead, he sees action painting as an articulation of the struggle between the art- artist's bodily movement and his or her, her vision. And I love that because, like, you can kind of see Gerard. There's, like, he has the most tension almost between, like, uh, he, he seems to me he had the most kind of this chaos, you know, this kind of tension of the struggle between the art- artist's bodily movement and his vision. You yeah. Know? He seems to be, at least, like, you know, how we saying the characters are certain types in this movie. He seems to be that kind of, he's, like, he's that attitude in this movie. Yeah. You know, like... Uh, and that's why he seems to be kind of random, and I, and like I don't think Brisson necessarily sees him as negative. Yeah. Which is, um, no, that yeah, yeah. I don't think he sees him as negative either. No, no. Because um, I wanted to read this amazing Brisson quote uh, that I think kind of explains this kind of why he had similar, why he liked kind of this action painting in some in some reason in some ways. So quote. Uh, uh, Brisson put it succinctly in his interview, examining why hands and gestures are so significant in Balthazar. Quote, the hand is autonomous. Our gestures, our limbs are nearly autonomous. We no longer control them. And then he quotes uh, Montaigne, gestures discover us. And that's like, if you think about that, it's like, it's, a, it's an amazing saying, because like, that's kind of how we've been describing Brisson. It's almost like, we act automatically, and then we see what we do. Yeah. That's like, but that's the opposite of free will. You know, we almost think yeah. like, okay, we think about what we're doing and then we do it. But he's saying, most, if you think about it, most time when we're, our hands are doing something, we don't even know, we're not controlling it. Like right now, I'm moving my hands while I'm talking and I'm not controlling that. And then after yeah. I discover it, that's kind of what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, shit, that actually, or you just do even like, like my job is very autonomous and you don't think about well, it when you're driving. doing it. Oh yeah, driving. driving. And this is the reason why you're able to do more than one thing at once. Yes. Because like if you have, if you're doing something that's autonomous in air quotes, you don't really have to pay attention. Your body just does yes. it for you. So, and what's so kind of uh, crazy is you wouldn't think about it that way. If you're like, if I say driving, when you drive uh, uh, autonomously, that's actually probably safer. Yeah. And if you're overthinking, 
You know, if you're like thinking about everything that's going on, you actually want to be in a comfortable space where you are kind of automatic. Dude, there are so, so where you can many... only pay attention to certain things that happen versus being aware of you know everything and everything. There are you know? so many stories. Like I don't remember if you remember, if you remember Mr. Dewitt, like our English teacher in in high school, but he I remember, I still remember to this day him telling <laughs> us the story of he fell asleep at the wheel, but he didn't realize he had fallen asleep until he woke up on the road home because like driving like you can think about it, like if you fall asleep or if you like doze off. Your body is still acting autonomously, or it can. So, like, I don't. It's on a straight road, especially yeah. if you're on a straight road. Like, but you like your muscles. Like, it's just muscle memory yeah. for a lot of it. Yeah. Like, so honestly, but it's just crazy. I no, still remember exactly. that story because I'm just exactly. like, what the fuck? But but that's also why people can fall asleep. Yeah, you know, when you're too automatic, like you just trust it too much. So it's yeah. like that's kind of what I've been saying. Persona is trying to find this balance, almost. But. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny, like I mentioned those quotes, because that the paint one of the painters as they're talking, they literally because they're talking about uh, the idea of a, a criminal not knowing he's a criminal, and they say, "quote The conscious gives way to the subconscious, even to the unconscious. The criminal must may awaken unaware that he's a criminal." And that's what they're talking about. This drunk that you know he might not know he's a criminal, you know. Yeah. So like he has to discover his own gestures in a certain way. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to be thinking about this guy from your own dress. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> and maybe the bigger point is we are way more than what we're self-aware of. But yeah. we don't think of that. You know, we only think of... But we only realize that in hindsight a lot of the times. Like, I think about how I was when, when I was a teenager. I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. But I don't realize... I don't think about the same way now. You know? It'll yeah. only be like 10 years from I'm like, okay, it makes sense of kind of why I did that. You know, yeah, right now yeah, I just yeah. feel in the moment about everything. Um, yeah. Almost like discovering ourselves and what that means. Uh yeah. And that's kind of that goes back to the pickpocket quote where I, where I said like where the police captain says he wants him to see himself, where he says that my eyes are wide open, but they, he's like you don't see yourself though. That same kind of idea. Yes. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, it goes to uh, we get another night shot, and this is a very we'll get a similar scene like this in Michelle where he's like in the forest, the drunk is in the forest, and this is where he's saying I, I don't, oh, I'll never yeah. touch another. Honestly, maybe the best. Persona has a few great moonshots that we'll get. This is an amazing one. Oh, yeah. Four Nights of a Dreamer. Oh, I'm ready for Four Nights of a Dreamer. Lancelot has a great one, dude. Okay. I can get down with a good moonshot. I won't spoil it, but the Lancelot one is amazing. I can get down with a good They're actually talking about it, too. But yeah, this cut is literally so... Okay, but not only just the cut... But just the scene of him at the bar is hilarious. Cause, yeah. And it's like the way Brisson and films it. Sound, it's so, so the amazing. the sound, too. Like, you hear it. You actually because, hear yes. the sound pour before you actually Because Yeah, because his too. camera uh, is only focused on the bar and the glass. Yeah. And so, and he doesn't follow when he's coming up to drink it. So you see the, the fill, fill up a drink, goes off screen to drink it, uh, puts it back down on camera, fills it up again, drinks it. But then when he puts it down, it's like he, he's like drunk at this point. So it just like falls off. And basically. he falls. He cool. can't put it down properly, he's yeah. so drunk. It's, like, such a perfect, like... Uh, well, and, you, and it keeps going, too, because what does he do right after this? Okay, yeah, he gets, it's a whole other... Uh, uh, he gets a... He gets the full bottle to take home and basically... <laughs> Wait, no, was it... Was, did he take an empty one? I can't remember exactly what, but... Him, are you talking about him chasing the donkeys? Yeah, he goes and chases like, them right right after. Uh, he goes, he's basically, holding a bottle. Like a, yeah. it's like the end, basically it? explain, like... Like, to me, this is, like, a... Basically showing what alcoholism can do. Yeah. You know, and Balthazar almost like a kid, like, who, who oh, has God. no choice. But know? it is also hilarious seeing them run away. It is. Because like, 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 he's like, when he runs out there, and the immediate dog, you just, like, see it and react to it and start running. It's yes. hilarious. Like, yes. No, it is funny. It's, like, it's sad on a deeper level, but at the same time, it's just like, you know what? It's kind of funny. But, but I wonder, uh, it's funny. But whenever I say the fucking guy in Gozu swinging the dog around, killing it, it's not funny, but that's Okay, no dog has died during the making of this film. <laughs> <laughs> That dog actually died, probably. Oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> 
Uh, but I do want to mention because I think this is actually the next scene, but we see this drunk again, and this is the part like where I mentioned uh, like Brasan had these two schemes of the movie. We literally see at this part two of the characters cross paths. Literally, like we see uh, almost like we see the side storyline of what the father's been doing yes, with the lawyer yes, yeah. as he's oh crossing paths with the drunk, like literally just on oh, the street. So uh, and then that's why the donkey escape, and that's what this is. The, that's the same scene where the donkey decides to escape. Where I said he like it like reminds me of traffic. Yeah, which is him and like yeah. him walking. Uh, oh, dude, I just love that shot. <laughs> uh, all shots of donkeys are amazing. Donkeys, but, donkeys are under AM. We need to put that out in the area. Like, but I wanted to read this quote. Uh, they are. Because, wait, what? Donkeys are underrated. That relates to what I was going to say, kind of. Um, kind of. <laughs> well, it's about, I can tell that Brisson actually put a lot of thought, like, what a donkey must feel during these certain scenes. Okay. Because, yeah. like, uh, he, because uh, how I mentioned how the guy dr- starts drinking and all of a sudden he just, like, naturally just goes to start beating the donkeys, you know? like Because he yeah. he's very nice to donkeys when he's sober. Yeah. You know? Uh, but it's like when he starts drinking, all of a sudden he just has to go beat them. Yeah. And so I just want to read this quote. So, quote, he uh, and he's talking about the guy. He represented intoxication above all, because when he hasn't drunk, he's sweet, and when he has drunk, he fights with the donkey, revealing one of the things that must be the most incomprehensible for an animal: the way the same person can be modified by the consumption of a bottle of liquid, and that it's something that must stupefy animals, that must that must make them suffer dearly. Yeah. And damn, it's like, because if you think about that from an animal's perspective, like they can't understand, like, one day you're nice to me, and then. The next moment, you're just, you want to beat me. Yeah. You know, like, how am I supposed to act in this scene? Yeah, not this scene, but this, uh, but literally, you know, in this moment. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just like a, it's like a, it, it made me think a lot about that, like, because you get that, you get those little moments, like, those are probably lots of thoughts, if he had thoughts, you know, in those moments. Yeah. Uh, when we could do, uh, get those shots of his, uh, his eyes and stuff. And honestly, yeah. it probably definitely implies that this isn't the first time he's, like, beaten them after while he's drunk. Oh, no. Because, like, yeah. No, no. Because no, no wonder they would run away as soon as they see, uh, see them oh, exactly. come out of the bar. Like, But then where does he run away to? A classic tramp thing. Wait, where is he? The circus. Oh, okay, yes. Okay, yeah. I forgot. I didn't, I didn't know which tramp. one was the next yeah, thing. Yeah. But yeah, this Because honestly, some of the best uh, Brisson shots. Oh my god. Where he shows the donkey looking at the other animals. Yeah. Uh, okay, yes, so dude. He, he shows the tiger. The, el- I mean, the elephant uh, eye is the one that's most Yeah, the elephant eye. Oh, oh, that's the best one. Oh, but he shows a, t- a polar bear, a chimp, and then it's the elephant too. Oh, uh, dude. Uh, why did Brisson use more animals? Like, like honestly, why not? Why, yeah. like, well, come on, that's actually a good point. I, I need more. He's so good at it. Like, that's true. I don't think we. I think I mean, like, 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 like one of the rich family has a dog. I think. Well, like, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I know. I know what scene you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, but like, okay. simply like, I mean, just like, why not just get like a monkey movie? Monkey is a star movie. Have you seen Rosalie's uh, Mother India? No. Or India. No. That has a monkey. That's amazing. Yeah. I know the el- I know there's elephants <laughs> and angry yeah, elephants yeah, yeah. oh my god uh, but imagine like a, a Brisson movie starring like a monkey or an elephant honestly like but come on this has to be this scene has to remind you of the tram the circus right oh, okay yeah like yeah, literally yeah. when he's like now all of a sudden he's like in the performance now as a oh, mathematician man. yep uh, yeah. well actually you know uh, Madagascar 3 uh, when they go to the circus and I- <laughs> okay or open season 3 they go to the circus as well Honestly, I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, great master- masterpieces of cinema. Can't judge. You know, who directed it? It's uh, a masterpiece. Open season three. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, I know. I know who wrote. <laughs> I know who wrote Madagascar three. That's not what no, we're talking no, about. We're talking about Ocean. We're talking about, okay, you know, one of the modern masters. You, you know, Noah Baumbach. Thing in movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the the, the uh, did he write Barbie? Did he write Barbie too? 
Yeah. Well, his wife directed it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, you can see why this, like, this is my opinion the most, like, something that will happen to the tramp, like, in the, to the tramp. But Adam, oh, all of a sudden, yeah. he's, like, all of a sudden in the, in the oh, circus. Or Hilo, honestly. Like, uh, <laughs> I can see Hilo just, like, being, oh, yeah, oh, okay, that's right. That's that's cool, um, and I love like uh, there's like just a small moment where like he's like calculating the right number right uh, and, yeah. and for the zero it cuts to his foot and he just doesn't do yeah. anything <laughs> yeah. I just love that uh, so, yeah because it's so striking you're, yeah, like, you're yeah. like wait hold on and it just cuts to his foot every time and all of a sudden and then he like freaks out because he sees like of course the drunk like is sitting oh, on the steps. He's, yeah. like, he's like he's like hold me back, hold me back. Yeah. I was always, like trying like. Uh, uh, wait, do you think he's saying hold me back or is he trying to run away? Honestly, I can't tell. It's like I, I thought I, he was trying to run away. I feel like maybe because the, I feel like maybe the Brisson, other guy's the one saying hold me back. Honestly, like, I, I wonder if Brisson's like it's like it can be interpreted anyway because like honestly I could see either way. Like I think it's more like he's like just traumatized by the guy. Because yeah, maybe he just freaks out that kind of thing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I do love it though because the people in the audience think that's part of the act because they're cheering for him. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, look, when he initially like uh, gets scared and sees him, he starts to run. Like I think people think it's like an encore. Like, no, he's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like he starts freaking out more. So that's so funny. But anyway, yeah. So we'll go to. I we already talked. I talked about these, some of these scenes earlier where we get uh, the uh, the drunk. Going for this is these are the two scenes back to back where the drunk is, shoots the cop, but the gun is empty. Yeah, oh, so, so his fate decided outside of his hands where he thinks he's deciding it. Just so, like a small moment with that, and then all of a sudden his fate decided another way where he gets inheritance is also outside of his control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, like all these there's small moments of people being guided by forces outside of their own control. Yeah. You know, uh, and then also. Like just to show Gerard's chaos in the middle of this, he just like just starts destroying the bar during this party, and no one reacts. Uh, okay, yeah, like, it, it, that's like, like no the, one reacts at all. Like it's kind of the strange part because I remember because uh, I forgot this happened. Uh, this is why, like, I think he's trying to remind you, like, in his own way, like, uh, this is a movie, you know. Like yeah. he's trying to make you t- see it symbolically or kind of uh, non literally, you know. Yeah. Because um, the scene where he's like dancing with another girl too, and like Maria's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, like basically just like kind of outright rejects, like, ignoring her and stuff. Like, ignoring yeah. her. Uh, <laughs> And then, like, uh, uh, Marie, like, uh, starts dancing with another guy, and then, uh... Isn't her dad's friend, like, uh... Coming yeah, his like, friend is like... This is the same old guy that he shows yes, you yes, later. Yes, yes, um, Where she's like, your dad's gonna be embarrassed by this and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, anyway, what stood out to me about this is, most important is actually not the scene itself, it's but what happens right after is... So you would think this guy feels so lucky that he just got a huge inheritance, right? Yeah. But then what happens for the scene after? Is it the scene where he drinks himself to death? Okay, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Almost like... In some way, he knows he doesn't deserve this. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. That's how I read it. But it's almost like, why would he put this, like, almost thing that he doesn't deserve and then die right after? You know? You'd think this would maybe change it's just his like, life. It, it, won't, it won't affect his fate, maybe. I don't know. Like, uh... But you would think this is like, oh, he got the money. He Now he can be a good person now, right? That's how everyone... That's, that's how basically I'm, most people see their lives. Yeah, it's but like, like but, oh, all I get is inheritance. It's, 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 it's like the same now. thing as, like, when people win the lottery. Like, how most people, like, go broke. Yeah. So like, like, it's kind of like... Uh, no amount of money will change, uh, or I guess maybe not. I guess maybe I can see like maybe money will change, but also like m- money changes for the worse. Like it's it's one of those things where it's not literally right. He's trying yeah. to show that kind of yes, that's yeah, what yeah. it's representing, you know. And like yes. it's almost like cutting to the end. Like we could have seen a whole life of him, you know, winning the lottery yeah, and yeah, going yeah. all that. But this is what it end up ending. Yeah, it's like another movie know? in a way. Honestly, honestly. like it's, there's a bunch of mini movies yes, yes, where you yes, could yes. take the storylines more in your own head if you wanted yeah. to, you know. Uh, but then it cuts to Balthazar being whipped by a new owner. Yeah. Which, you know, okay, by chance, you, you're yeah, saying so that actually has me have a thought. Because he does ne- never show any backstory behind any of these people. No. It's like, that's an important part of this. And the important part of Brisson in general. Like, you have to make that up. I think that's an important thing to point out. Like, like do you think that drunk actually killed the guy? Um, I mean, I, 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 
I don't know. It's, it's... Now, What do you think? In your head, like, if you were one of these characters regardless the movie, of would you have been like, yeah, he did it? Regardless of if he did or didn't, he has the ability to kill because he tried to kill the cop. Whenever he, and he, tried, and he whenever he thought, too. He whenever he thought, he when he he's drunk. Caught, like, so. that's actually a good point. Yeah, yeah. which it's, honestly, like, you could you could say like him drinking himself to death is just his guilty conscience too. Like you were saying, like, yeah. like he knows that he's a killer at heart, or not like at heart, but he knows that he has that in him. Basically, this is, yes. because yes. he literally tried to kill the and cop dude, right that, before he got the inheritance. That is so. a Dostoevsky thing. Through oh yeah, of, like even if all of us aren't killers, we all of us have that in us. At, yeah. yeah, maybe at some point, you know, like. Especially if the situation was right, you know? Yeah. Like, if it was life or death and a cop was about to arrest me and there's a gun in my hand, you know? What would you do then? Yeah. Like, uh, no, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's almost like, because, uh, it's, I uh, forgot who mentioned this, but one of the, I think it was Piantini, he mentioned, like, Brisson is a literary director in his own way, but, it's like, he puts, like, the situations you get in a novel, he just puts them in images only, you know? These kind of metaphorical kind of, like, if you hear a metaphor in a book... Yeah. He just puts that in like a, a image visual way. way. Yeah, in yeah. a visual way. It's, so that's why it's cinematographic is in its own way, you know, a moving image. Something that, you know, wasn't possible in art before. But yeah. Uh, but now yeah, he's being whipped by the new owner who's that rich guy that we we just talked about. Um, and then honestly, this is like where this is where uh Brisson's movies, they do have a certain rhythm to them, but then they also have these certain breaks all of a sudden where we're like you think we're going fast, we're going fast, yeah. and all of a sudden there's this long conversation between these two yes, characters yeah. that we never thought in a million years would ever have a conversation yeah. like this. Yeah. You know? And they're talking about how I... I think I mentioned this during... Uh, um, while we were reviewing the last one, but how she says the same thing GN does to him as, uh, do you believe in anything? She asked yeah. him that same kind of question when he's like telling him... Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, she said... This is what he said. She says, this is a place to die in with no regrets, almost like congratulating on him on a lot. Yeah. And it's like... And he's like, who mentioned dying? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, and she's like, me, don't you believe in anything? Well, yeah. And also, uh, and what's the part about, specifically with this guy, is when he t- he takes, do we kind of skip over where he took in Balthazar, right? Well, he buys Balthazar, well, Yeah. he puts Balthazar to work, basically. Yeah, that's what a customer and, he Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Uh, Balthazar's been around, but there's this moment, I don't even know why it's like, I, it's on my mind so much, but he, uh, he uh, Balthazar's like, he's obviously, Balthazar's tired, and he brings up a bucket of water to Balthazar. Balthazar just turns away. Mm. There's something about that I, I just can't get Damn, on my head. Damn, that's interesting. Cause, no, so don't. is that why that he's still working? Yeah, it's like while they're working. Dude, there. I, I, it's I, right just, at, I think it's either right before or right after we see the doctor come in saying the harness is causing him to have sores Yeah, but this guy's like, yeah, I, I, uh, it doesn't matter. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'm going to put him uh, put him away uh, when the rain stops, basically. Huh. But yeah, but yeah he Which brings is, up, That's actually really interesting because whenever the rain comes, Balthazar drinks. Yeah, yeah. that's what I have on my notes because I put in my notes like, oh, Almost like this is true with certain jobs where if you have to work outside, the rain can almost be like something that stops you from working. You yeah, know? you can't work because it's raining. Yeah, like not only workers, that, yeah, yeah like stress sure. workers that can be like a break, literally. Not only that, like now that you mentioned that, that, that literally also gave him water too. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, that's kind of crazy. I didn't even realize. Yeah. But you yeah. saying you saying the rain whenever the rain comes, I'm gonna put them up like that. That makes you un- like realize like obviously what what Brisson's been going like Balthazar understands. Because, like, whenever the rain comes, that's whenever he decides to drink again. Yeah. Because he knows he's done, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Or he's going to be put away. Yeah, yeah, but just that, that moment of Bowser just turning Damn, away yeah. is, like, is, like, stuck in my mind. Just, like, no, but see, that's why Persona loves donkeys. They are known as stubborn animals. Yeah. Uh, 
No, yeah, Bloodsaw definitely has that throughout this movie. Oh, yeah. yes. I mean, he runs away multiple times, as we've seen in the book. Yeah. Well, then there's just multiple moments of him just being stubborn, which is nice, too. Oh, uh, yeah. No. Like, like, like when uh, Gerard's, like, trying to get him to, like... Uh, do, have we skipped over that? Have we gone to the scene yet? We might have skipped over the tail, Where, uh, the tail burning. Yeah, that, when, when, when uh, Bowser, like, won't... is like, being, like, uh, like won't move. Uh, like, During the Gerard, scenes, when Gerard's like, yeah. Oh, we did skip over that, yeah. And Gerard sets a... Uh, yeah, so catches the thing and sets on fire. We, we did not, talk about it slightly. We mentioned it. Which is, like, it, like, perfectly says what we were saying about, like... Uh, Bowser being stubborn, but also perfectly like adds on to Gerard's character. Really, like oh, yeah. the fact that he just resorts to this like immediately. Like yeah. this is his first solution that comes to mind. Is literally doing this to an animal. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, exactly. But also like right after the scene too, it also struck me as uh, how Brisson, uh films him discovering Bowser because he doesn't. Uh, when, when Gerard uh, finds out after he runs away uh, from the fire, he uh, uh, you see, the camera only sees the chain that's attached to Balthazar first behind him on the ground, and that's and he Jar picks that up and then it sees Balthazar. Hmm. Something about that that I, I really liked, like okay. seeing the chain first yeah. rather than Balthazar. Yeah, no, just that little chain just signifies his yeah. being captivity even more than yeah, yeah. So uh, but, yeah, no, but there's a, just because there's it is a long conversation between them. Honestly, it's kind of just jagged, like because it's funny. It's uh, in the movie's like time, the movie's an hour and a half. This conversation takes place with like an hour and seven minutes in the movie. I put in my notes, but it feels like it's so much further until the end of the movie in some ways. Yeah, honestly, because you know? like there's so much happens after this conversation, but it's only yeah. like twenty minutes in the like, movie time, which would be like the closing third act of a most. Yeah, movies, you know? <laughs> honestly. Uh, but yeah, because it, it uh, the one last quote I want to mention that I think is like, it's almost like a man escaped. So I'll read the quote first. She says. Uh, it's not money I need, but a friend. And he's like, oh, yeah. Because he tries to give her money. It's like, yeah. so funny. Like, it's like, it's all the nicest thing he can think of. Yeah. And then he's like, it's not money I need, but a friend. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, a friend. It's like, uh, he's like, uh, kind of nervous. You, yeah, the way he says it, too. And then she's like, a friend who could tell me how to run away. I've always wanted to. And he's like, run away. And he, she says, run away. A friend to share my pleasures and pains. And it's like, that, especially the friend who could tell me how to run away, almost like, uh, do you remember that in uh, Man Escape where he says, a stranger told me I have a way and everything changed for me? Yeah. It's like, she's like waiting for that, but she never gets it almost. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, that's just almost like a person that doesn't get that in my head almost. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wait, so you don't think that him giving her that money was him trying to pay her for sex? Does she Does she take the money? No, she ends up giving it back. Yeah. But she, she took it at first, but then she yeah. gave it back after he, after he talked to her. No, she more. does take it back. No. But no, I, I think you're saying do they do you think they have sex? Oh, I think they do. Yeah, yeah. it's it, implied. It's, it's, he keeps it somewhat ambiguous because when she wakes up, she's in a different room. She's outside in the barn where Balthazar is, and that's it's funny how he does it because uh, he fades as he hugs. She uh, they hug. Yeah, fade to black, and then oh, it fades to white as she's buttoning her shirt. Normally, how you would open like if she was in the same bed with them, but she's in the barn with Balthazar buttoning her shirt. So you can see it either way. You could be like, yeah. okay, he's saying that as an expert. You could say, yeah, she just slept in the barn. And I think he's doing that on purpose. Like he For wants, sure. He's wants, cause it's, cause after the, it's still left ambiguous because the parents come to see where she is and that's when he decides to give her the, give them the donkey. And you can see, you can see that as like, he's just trying to be nice and that's why he didn't sleep with her. Or you could be like, I just slept with your daughter and like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm a dickhead and that's why I'm giving you the donkey. But yeah. you can see either way. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't have a. Firm it definitely opinion. had big time. He did they see had sex creep. He got Oh, it. for <laughs> sure. But, yeah. But at the same time, he's also the one telling the parents uh, her earlier, like your dad. Like you can tell he likes it, that because, like, remember she, he's the one that's telling her at the party, your dad is going to be embarrassed by you here. All that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't think it's this black. That's what I'm saying. He leaves it ambiguous, but 
I can see. I can see why. I can see what they did. Um, but yeah, that's basically uh, how Battlestar ends up home again. The same kind of repetition that we get in Pickpocket. You know, uh, once again yeah. coming back to the beginning. Back to the tra- racetrack. Yeah, yes. back to the racetrack. <laughs> Uh, but this time, Marie, it's basically, this is where I said, I mentioned, I kind of mentioned this conversation with Jack at the end, but yeah. I'll just briefly mention where she says, uh, um, oh, Jack, how, uh, oh, Jack, how I've dreamed about you, a boy like you, honest, a bit silly, who'd say, be mine, it's not your fault. And then he says, what isn't your fault? And then she says, but what an awakening, ad- enough to drive you mad. And then the music starts playing. Damn. And that's basically like, well, yeah, okay, I, I need you to, uh, he plays the music a few times throughout the movie. He do, you does. Think, do you think he's like. Because obviously he's breaking a rule, I guess. It's one of his rules, in a way. But the, do you see how the do you music think always did... comes after the point? No. What, what, what comes after? She says, uh, but what an awakening, enough to drive you mad. And then the music comes. Okay. Basically making that point is like, I think we've kind of mentioned earlier how like when you realize kind of the true relations of the world, it can drive you mad, you know? Okay. Uh, and that's basically what like, I think it explains what she does, her future actions, you know, where she's like, she basically can't help herself when she decides to go fight Gerard for some reason, even though she shouldn't do that. You know, yeah. uh, I don't know. Why do you guys? Why do you guys think that she goes to Gerard? It's uh, yeah. I don't like. Okay, so are you saying like you think she's going? Because think to about fight, it, like, this is the scene where you would think she would normally accept Jack. Yeah, and be like, okay, I'll go with you now. She she literally says, "How I've dreamed about a boy like you that would tell me it's not my, it's not my fault." You know. Yeah. You think she would go with him? So then, why instead does she go? She say reality is different. Uh, she says a little quote. I have no more tenderness, no heart, no feelings. Your words don't affect me anymore. Our vows of love, our childhood promises. We're in a world of make-believe, not reality. Reality is different. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And that's I, when she decides to go. Maybe it's a loss in a sense. I, I, I don't. I'm, honestly, I don't know. Honestly, like it's. I think it, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, know for a reason, but it's like almost like a feeling, you know? Like, yeah, that's she feels it's like unexplainable. because of what think... she's learned throughout this movie or her life. Yeah. She can't just accept this happy ending. You yeah, know, she it's... has to go face Gerard in some ways. Which wait? Do you think? Do you think? Wait. Why do you think she goes back to Gerard? Like, uh, I don't like, know. like. That's okay. So is that is that? Okay. I think it's just some. You know, there's something that draws her to. It. Draws her to. Okay. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like, if there's anything specific. Well, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, maybe it's, it's because it, she does know some of this is her fault. Yeah. Like you said. Like we said earlier. Or like you said earlier. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's just yeah. It's imp- like you are part. You are partially born to your situation. Like she is a parallel to Balthazar, but at the same time, she did have. She did also cause some of her own problems too. No, that's why it's not. And maybe black she's and just white. trying to take responsibility. I don't know. No, really. Yeah, because in my notes, I I almost put it like, uh, she basically can't stop fighting her demons. You know, in some ways, like sometimes the hardest people for. To us for for us to forgive as ourselves and so like it feels like in some way she just can't let go of that past and the, even though she, maybe brosan is even saying she should forgive yeah. herself and just accept shock in this kind of happy life but she just can't do it you know this past is weighing her down too much maybe but that's kind of how i see it um but uh yeah basically the the group basically rapes her and leaves her there and constantly honestly one of those brutal shots when they like see her through the window yeah and then like we don't see her at first and then it finally shows her because they can't get through the door yeah of her just like in the corner and that's basically that's the last time we see her too yeah. like, it's just her. like it's like it's like that's the most humiliating like exactly way you could like uh shoot a person like yeah not like Rashawn's like he like wants to humiliate, but like basically just like showing how like but I've seen also they like, treated her like a donkey. So exactly, yes, like, exactly, yeah. No, it's really sad. Yeah, but it's just a brutal moment. I've seen even seen like a. I I forgot what I said, but someone like say like that shot, especially of her like crashing that corner. 
is like basically she became like a figure or symbol at that point and so the film doesn't even need her at that point once at that you know basically that shot represents the whole movie in a lot of ways you know how she ends up in that spot yeah you know wait what do you mean by like symbol though like just like uh think about that 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 shot represents the whole movie in some ways you know Okay. Especially yeah, if you've yeah. seen the movie. Like how she ends up in that corner, you know, crashed down. By yes. chance. Okay, I see. By chance, but also not chance. Like, that, that's, like, like, that's her fate. By pride that, and not wait, so, chance. Like this okay. combination that doesn't make sense. So you're saying like she's, she's reached the end of her fate. That's, there's yes. no use for her anymore. Yes. Got it. In the okay, film yeah. sense. Like she's, yes, yes. literally she's become the symbol now. Yes, I, I see what you're saying. You know? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. No, but dude, there's, and then uh, we come we, we come back to the mother. She says, Marie has left. She'll never come back. Well, she, it's left ambiguous. Did she, did she die or not? Right? Is it? it, it no, yeah, it's ambiguous. That yeah, she, she doesn't know yeah. if he, she died I, or she I, left. I, yeah. Or... yeah, it's ambiguous. That, that's like what I'm saying. The film yes, doesn't need her anymore. Yes. You know? um, and this scene, I want to see if you guys remember this, but like, she, then the father becomes sick, you know, right after this. And the mother says, uh, Lord, don't take me from, don't take him from me too. Uh, wait, you know how sad and miserable my life will be. And it's a very similar moment at the beginning of Stalker with the wife where she's also kind of saying very similar stuff about, like, when he's about to leave. And he's, she's saying very, like, she's basically praying to God about, like, basically the same kind of idea of women that can't control their lives because of men that choose decisions outside their control or, like, yes. are sick. You know, basically they're controlled, they're, they're controlled by what happens to the men that around them, yeah. you know. And that, that, you see that in Stalker, too, where this guy, like, even though he has his own religious and, like, uh you know, metaphysical, like, aspirations and stuff. He doesn't really think about what it's doing to his wife and kids. Yes. Uh, yeah. But there's, like, that little moment where it just... It, like, her saying that just reminds me... It reminded me of soccer for some reason. That same kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, it even just parallels to later on, like, basically the next scene, whenever she says, don't... Whenever I think Gerard same comes thing. back asking she's, for... Asking to take Balthazar, she says, don't take him. She's like, he's all I have in this life. He's a saint. Exactly. And he's like... And he takes him. And he takes him. And that, that leads to the end where he's, like, a smuggler now. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's just, uh, they, they both run away when they hear the gunshots. Balthazar just standing there. You think he's going to be fine. And you don't see him get hit, but you do actually see, you know, I noticed this time you, the, the shot that actually hits him, you see his li- eyes light up just a little bit uh-huh. and you notice that he's shot. Um, but maybe if you hadn't seen him the first time, you wouldn't know if he was shot or not until the next shot where it actually does show him he's bleeding and it's like, it's like, yeah. it's actually daylight and you think he's actually gotten out of it maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's like daylight now and then he shows him and he has a gunshot on his leg yes. and then he just walks up. It's like one of the best shots ever oh, where he's like on gosh. this, uh, on this hill uh, at a low angle and then, you know, basically yeah. this is like him, his moment of becoming a symbol. Oh, this you know, is yeah. so sad. Yeah. It's, oh, I, it's cry, so I sad. cried during the scene. The it's so line. sad but it's also like happy too. It's just, it's just like, it's, like, it's just perfect. It's his suffering is over. And yeah. he's in, he's in the spot where it looks like he's in heaven almost. It is, honestly. Well, it's dude, like, he's he just like surrounded by sheep. Or just not sheep, but he's just like in this pasture. Oh, like, man. like literally the pasture. Like, 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 just... like, 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 like the Bible, the New Testament, especially like Jesus is a shepherd. Like, yes. I yes. feel like that's an obvious. Oh, he's definitely leader. making that association. Yes. But to me, it's more just like, uh, like if you want to know why certain cultures, you know, celebrate funerals in a, in a different way. It's like almost like this kind of feeling, you know, like death is not necessarily negative because what you said, it's a, it is a release from suffering in some, yeah. in some ways. Like what, what we've just seen in the movie, you know, we're kind of happy for Balazar in some ways that he's, he looks he's getting his happy and he looks happy too. So. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and just to close it out, because it is amazing ending, uh, I just want to read this quote because it's so funny because uh, about how Prasanna got these sheep or like how he had the idea. So uh, Godard asked him, um, I get the sense that the scene with the sheep at the end of is one of, at the end is one of the elements that's more improvised than the others. Maybe in the beginning you only imagine three or four sheep. 
And he's like, you're right about the improvi- improvisation, but wrong about the number. In fact, I imagine three or four thousand sheep. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I just didn't have them. That's what I improvisation came in. <laughs> I had to pen them together so the group didn't seem so thin. Oh, my God. That's oh, so good. Three or four thousand sheep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the exact Damn. opposite. Damn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's Balthazar. But yeah, we did go a long ass time. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's two great movies. Two great movies. Um, yeah, but but and yeah, it's crazy just how short these movies are, but just how much is packed into them. Like, is insane. Okay, and just to close, because I forgot to read the Simone Veil quotes for this one that I had, and then we'll close it out. And next week we're doing uh, a Gentle Woman and Mouchette. So Mouchette, Mouchette. If, 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 yes, if you do a correct order, order yes, yeah. yes. Um. Um. But yeah, to read those, these two final Simone Veil quotes, uh, quote, the first one is, Others, to see each human being, an image of oneself, as a prison in which a prisoner dwells, surrounded by the whole universe. And then, second quote, quote, Every being cries out silently to be read differently. So, I think both that, like, those quotes both, like, uh, do a good job of summarizing Balthazar really well, too, so. Um, shout out Balthazar. Shout out Balthazar. Shout out Balthazar. Until next time, I hope to see you floating through the clouds.